This is Tuesday, December the 1st, 2020, and welcome to episode number 918 of the Mothership Broadcast of the WCWS Radio Network right here, of course, on TalkShoe.com. This is the one and the only WCWS Revolution. Once again, ladies and gentlemen, this is Mr. WCWS Chad Hinshaw back on the line here with you as we get set to talk about our favorite subject of all time, that being, of course, professional wrestling we will of course start start things off with our wrestling news and views here segment of course filling in for our 2017 hall of fame news tag team king ice who is of course king nwo gerard t smith and the Iceman jared DiGiovanni, will be our good friends at 411mania.com with some very unique stories here tonight and so you we cannot wait for that but ladies and gentlemen, of course, we do have our wrestling history and birthdays, of course, in progress. And bringing them here to us here from our talk shoot chat box here tonight is the human suplex machine, John Gross. John, of course, is a two-time WCWS Hall of Famer. He's also part of the broadcast team that brings you WCWS Raw Radio every Monday afternoon right here, of course, on TalkShoe.com. <clears throat> also a multiple title holder in our Trivia Championship Series. And, John, we do welcome you here, sir, indeed, to, of course, uh, 918 Revolution. Good to have you here with us. We hope to, of course, have more folks coming in here, of course, a little bit later on here in the show. But if you wish to chime in on anything and everything that we have to talk about here tonight, please feel free, of course, to give us a call. The phone number, as always, is 1-605-562-0444. Caller ID, 138-055-POUND. And press that one if you want to chime in on anything and everything that we have to talk about here this evening, which will include, ladies and gentlemen, in addition to our news and views and history and birthdays here tonight, we will, of course, we will, of course, uh, give our own thoughts and opinions of what happened last night, of course, on Monday Night Raw. Uh, I've been hearing some mixed things about the, about the show, and so we'll, we'll definitely, you'll have an opportunity to, of course, hear them right here on the air here this evening. 
Plus, we'll give you some progress reports here on our <coughs> Trivia Gladiator Championship poll, as well as, of course, the Halloween Havoc Championship matchup between John and Jordan. Also, of course, the also, of course, ladies and gentlemen, the uh, <coughs> the Money Inc. Championship match between Mitt and uh, Mitt Patel and uh, Justin Lewis Fleming, and also, of course, an update, ladies and gentlemen, about another an, another new, um, like I said, tournament that just started this weekend, and we'll give you more details about that here, of course, a little bit later on here in the show. In the meantime here, ladies and gentlemen, let's go ahead. It is now 8.57 p.m. Eastern Time. As we said, on Tuesday, December the 1st, 2020, let us go ahead and proceed here, ladies and gentlemen, to, of course, 411mania.com, who has, of course, a lot of our wrestling <coughs> wrestling news and views here, of course, here tonight. Uh, <clears throat> we, of course, also we want to thank our friends at 411mania.com, for allowing us here in the WCWS radio network to read their stories on all of our shows. <clears throat> of course, in addition to Revolution, of course, on Wolfpack, Raw Radio, Outside the Ropes, <clears throat> as well as, of course, WCWS Power Hour and also WCWS This Morning, among others. We will, of course, also, ladies and gentlemen, have a, a we, we, in our wrestling news stories here tonight, uh, we also will have one that is, of course, you may hear on, on, um, of course, uh, that you might be, be something that you might hear on outside the ropes here. But we're going to, of course, bring it here to you here tonight. Um, <clears throat> but you'll definitely get a kick as of, uh, uh, you'll definitely be quite interested to hear about what the uh, story is, of course, all about. In the meantime, let's go ahead and proceed on right ahead, starting with our first story coming in from Jeremy Thomas. As a as former WWE Vice President Kevin Quinn talks about his memories working in WWE, also working with Stephanie McMahon and, inter, and interactions with her father, Vince. Former WWE Senior Editor, Director of Editing and Technical Director and Director and VP of TV Technology, Kevin Quinn, did an AMA to commemorate his time in WWE. Sharing stories of working backstage and more, Quinn worked for WWE for over 35 years, being recently let go due to the pandemic, and revealed that he was retiring, of course, after his release. Here are some highlights. On who was easiest to work with between Vince, Stephanie, and Triple H, Quinn says, Stephanie was a dream to work with. She'd tell you what she wants. You tell her what you, you, what you have to make it work, and she's thrilled with it on how he started working for WWE. He says, at Townsend State College in Maryland, there was a teacher that moonlighted at the facility in Owings Mills, Maryland, that asked me one time to come help him copy and edit some WWE shows. The rest is history. <clears throat> on which show he was most proud of being a part of, Quinn says, the WrestleMania 29 pre-show. I directed the pre-show, which had a match or two in it, Added in millions of matches, but never directed one live before that. On his favorite story from producing Legends of Wrestling, Quinn says, One of the hosts was not drinking coffee in his coffee mug. Towards the end of, the, of a taping, he had to relieve himself. We heard this in the control room and cut shots around him not being there. We went back and listened to his wireless mic, and it was hilarious. He came back, and you never knew he was gone. 
on the most important quality for a wrestler to have in order to thrive in WWE, Quinn says, a character that the fans will fall in love with. On the craziest thing, he had to edit out. Quinn says, Jerry Lawler was accused of statutory rape, and we had already shot three hours of programming. We had to remove him from every show already shot. It took two overnights to do. On who he has the fondest memories of working with, Quinn says, I loved working with the late Lord Alfred Hayes. He helped me get he helped me get to know my future wife. Then when I got engaged, he tried to talk me out of it. On the funniest wrestler that that he worked with and the most straight laced, <clears throat> Quinn says, by far Mean Gene or Bobby Heenan were the funniest. Bob Backlund was the most serious. He would take 40 takes to get something right. On his interactions with Vince McMahon, Quinn says, Vince invited me and my wife both to both of his kids' weddings. He loves the people that help him take care of the company. He's very personable behind the scenes, but business is business. On the reason for his release, all virus. I have no issues with the company decision. On which wrestler was most polite to the production crew, Quinn says, The Rock made a plaque that still hangs this day in the TV production facility, thanking all the people behind the scenes that helped make him what he is. On his experiences working with Kevin Dunn, of course, that's J.D.'s favorite fellow. Uh-huh. Quinn says, I've known him longer than I've known my own wife. If you, can figure him, if you can figure him out, you can work well with him, and he appreciates you. On the long-standing reports of last-minute changes made to shows, Quinn says, it's very common for changes to be made last minute. Very common. So there you have it right there from someone who was back there seeing all this for a very long time indeed. Jeremy Thomas also has some WWE news here. At, once again, as Bailey celebrates hitting number one on PWI, PWI Women's 100, and the stock hits a three-month high. Bailey is showing off her status as the number one wrestler in the PWI Women's 100 for 2020, celebrating with a tweak to her hair. Of course, as you can see, of course, in a picture on her Twitter page, the SmackDown star had a number one shaved into the back of her head. <clears throat> Bailey said this on her Twitter account yesterday. She says, I'm usually a very humble human being, but at WWE Big E said that I should flaunt how I am the number one wrestler in all the land above all the rest, consistently the best. I would like to dedicate this cut to you. E darn. I am so good at official PWI. And there's a picture on, on her own, on Twitter, if you want to check that picture out. And also, WWE stock closed at $44.86 on Tuesday, up $1.82 or 4.23% from the previous price. The stock hit its highest closing price in over three months, coming in better than every day since it closed at $44.92 back on August 28th. The market as a whole was up 0.63% on the day. So it's going to be kind of interesting to see Bailey with a number one shaped in the back of her head here, but we'll have to wait and see what happens. Jeremy Thomas also posted this story as the AEW Control Center previews a Winter is Coming episode of Dynamite. Of course, doing, going back to the old uh, days of the NWA and WCW when Tony Schiavone and Jim Ross used to do the Control Center bits. AEW is built into their big Winter is Coming episode of AEW Dynamite tomorrow. 
and a new control center is online previewing the show. Of course, the video is on this page, and you can see it featuring Tony Schiavone discussing Wednesday's show, if you want to check that out. Let's see. Of course, ladies and gentlemen, uh, as always, every Tuesday, AEW Dark pops up, of course, here on uh, on YouTube. Uh, it, came, it was on, of course, at 7 o'clock. Jeremy Thomas has this story, of course, as this week's episode is online. Uh, the live stream is online for this week's episode of AEW Dark. Of course, it did start at 7 o'clock um, for Pacific, and then here was the card for that show. Shayna versus Tisha Price. Adam Priest and Sean Maluda versus the best friends with Orange Cassidy. Griff Garrison and Brian Pillman Jr. versus Cesar Bononi and Ryzen. Danny Limelight took on Brandon Cutler. Stu Grayson and Evil Uno took on Baron Black and Fuego Del Sol. Leva Bates took on Alex Garcia. Gracia, I guess I should, should say. Matt Seidel took on Aaron Solo. KTB versus Sean Spears. Kelly Blanchard was in his corner. Uh, uh, let's see here. Okay, sorry about that. Uh, Angel Fashion, VSK, and Sean Dobbin took on the Gun Club. George South Jr. and Bobby Wayward versus the Acclaim. The Dark Order, who was 5 and 10, versus the Jurassic Express with Marco Stun in their corner versus the team of Sunny Kiss and Joey Janela. John Cruz took on Peter Avalon. Keelan King took on Catalina Perez. Lindsay Snow took on Eva Lise. Lady Frost took on Red Velvet. Chaos Project took on the team of Alex Chamberlain and Seth Gargis. And Ricky Starks took on Damian Veneer. I believe that's how you pronounce that name. And ladies and gentlemen, I will go ahead as far as WCWS is concerned. We did post that video on the AEWS page, uh, AEWS Wrestling's Elite Generation. So if you're not a member of that page, be sure to, of course, join it. We've got several episodes of AEW Dark posted there if you want to, of course, check that out. Staying with AEW, ladies and gentlemen, Jeremy Thomas posted this story as Winter is Coming Media Call Recap. Uh, Tony Khan says Moxley is not working Wrestle Kingdom and how WWE treated Miro and some more, and here is the story. Tony Khan hosted a press conference call on Tuesday promoting this week's Winter is Coming episode of AEW Dynamite and discussed WWE's treatment of Miro, their plans for the show, also John Moxley not working Wrestle Kingdom 15 and more, and here's a recap of the call. Asked about future special episodes of Dynamite, Khan said that it is something they'll be doing so as not to oversaturate the, saturate the pay-per-view market. He said Winter is Coming is their biggest yet and brings a pay-per-view feel to Dynamite. He says it's a challenge formatting it, but he enjoys doing it. Asked where the Moxie versus Omega match will take place, Khan said it will be the main event and will have a 60-minute time limit. He said the show will be structured more like a pay-per-view around the matches and that TNT will let them run past 10 o'clock p.m. Eastern if they need to in order to ensure that the full match will be able to air. He put over various the various matches and said that there are some big stuff planned for the episode. Asked about if there's anything new planned for Brody Lee as he's been off TV. Khan said he can't comment, but Lee's been, he's, he cannot comment. Of course, Lee's been off camera, but he does hope that he's back soon. Khan was asked about AEW's new signings and how they make, how they make it continue adding without hardly ever releasing talent. 
He said they're still in they're still in the pandemic. Uh, and he could have and he could have made some, but he hasn't because of the pandemic. He noted that he feels stronger that it's tough to get work in the business. He doesn't want to let people go. He acknowledged that they do have a big roster and put over Dark as a way to put the show over. He says he's seriously considering splitting Dark into two shows, one of which is for developmental and one is for more established talent, or a mix of the two. He noted that he believes in all the people they've, add, they've added and pointed out how Will Hobbs is a guy who starred on Dark and has risen to a big match on this week's show. He talked a bit about building the Hobbs versus Allen matches, a David versus Goliath type situation, and said that working with talent on Dark gives people a chance to become future stars in the company. He put over the acclaimed as a team who has a ton of potential and said it's more important to add people than to cut people, even though he knows that it is important to have let it is important to have to have to let some talent go in any other situation. That's about why Moxie versus Omega is taking place this week as opposed to the pay-per-view. Cox says it's more than about the timing of the next pay-per-view. He said the duration between is important to establish that Dynamite is the core product. It's the flagship revenue stream, and he wants people to see that Dynamite is the company's lifeblood. He talks about how the revenue model changed to the television revenue being the main source of income and said that this is the biggest match they've had on Dynamite. Moxley has defended the title against a bunch of people and is the flagship star of AEW. And he wanted to build this episode as as the something for people to look forward to. Khan said that they'll continue putting some of the biggest matches on Dynamite and that he wants to feel like a spot on Dynamite is as big as a pay-per-view spot, even, in the, even if the pay-per-view cards are major shows. Asked whether being involved in wrestling has been more or less difficult than he thought it would. Khan said that it is a mix of the two. And doing it and doing it for a while, people can criticize, but there are probably aren't a whole lot of people with his level of experience writing a wrestling show or dealing with a network on behalf of a wrestling show. He says he's learned a lot on and on a human side there's a lot that's hard. He he pointed out how he hasn't let a lot of people go yet. But that's always hard in any business and being the GM of a Premier League team and working in the NFL, he's had to deal with that. It's never fun. Asked about if there was an overcorrection and how the elite was featured on TV. He said he doesn't think so. He doesn't know that they had to they had to get beaten up as much as they did. But he thinks it was the right way to do it. He has that this is the year for the guys to be booked stronger and expects the young bucks to have a great run at, run as tag champions. And says the effort was to showcase a bunch of other talent. Asked about the history between Omega and Moxley and how the feud has gotten really personal and how Omega has been transitioning to his new position. Khan said that the build has been there for the whole time, pointing out their match at full gear. He know that the one time they wrestled was in an unsanctioned match that didn't count in the storylines. So there's a lot of tension, and they're both on great runs. Omega has transitioned to this new role as one of the most winning wrestlers this year. He know that other than himself, Omega is the only guy to be at every Dynamite ever and has been involved in both behind the scenes and on the show. The only real difference is that he was working as a tag team and is now working singles. The Eliminator Tournament was part of the build while Moxley was facing Eddie Kingston. He says it's brought a great fire out of both guys and he calls it AEW's biggest match all year. Asked about the building, the pacing of Dynamite like last week's, Khan said a lot of thought goes into it and he has a little more flexibility with tape shows, which last week was, but it went pretty well to plan he's learned a lot from last year and he sometimes look at the old stuff and questions 
what he was thinking. In terms of formatting, he tries to keep some consistency but change, thing, but change things up. You can't cover every story in AEW with just Dynamite's matches. And he's always looking at ways to do it better. He said tomorrow's is one of the most challenging he's ever had to put together. Asked about celebrities like Mike Tyson and Shaq and whether he's looking to give pro wrestling better mainstream respect. He says people wanted to bring more wrestling to major television for years and they provided an alternative. You know that their numbers have TNT very happy and that this is all possible because of his experience with the Premier League and the NFL, which his father put him in the position to work in. He got the connections due to those jobs, but he also pointed out that some of it is dumb luck. He talks about how he got introduced to Kevin Riley, and that led into TNT, which they've been able to expand. He hopes people remember tomorrow's show as one of the best wrestling shows on TNT and talks about and talks about uh, bring, bringing in fans for the shows and how they've been able to do it safely. He noted there will be 1,000 fans in attendance. Asked if John Moxley will work Russell Kingdom 15, he succinctly, he succinctly said no. And asked if the company is considering trios championships, he said that it's on the agenda but won't be in 2020. If it happens, it will most likely happen in 2021. It's something he's been talking about and thinking about for a long time. Asked about the winter is coming name, Kondo, that he wanted to build a special episode of Dynamite and have a big event. And the name was perfect because it's an, it's a, it's an epic meeting. He admitted that he's never seen Game of Thrones, but knows the name, and his mother is obsessed with the show. They were able to use the name due to TNT and Warner Media, which HBO is a part of. He know that the theme fit, and that they have big shows planned for Christmas and New Year's as well. Asked about UK viewership, and if there are any talks with ITV to expand it, he said that they haven't talked about it, but they plan to increase that viewership. He put over AEW Plus and said that it's the most complete version of the show, said the ITV deal was the first they signed, and it's very near and dear to his heart, and that he had the connections and relationships there to get the deal made. He's not sure about more short showtimes there, however. Asked about Kenny Omega's cleaner gimmick. Khan says that he talked with Kenny about it, but it was something Omega really wanted to do. He put over working with Omega and said that, so that a, lot of it, it, a lot of it is talent coming up with ideas, while Khan adds his input. He mentions he mentioned the Young Bucks, Cody and Omega coming up with ideas for talent and said that Britt Baker's waiting room was Cody's idea. Omega wanted to do the cleaner and wanted to do the tournament, and he loved the idea. Asked about Miro's arrival, Khan said Miro's going to be a big star there, and it's difficult for people to come in and become a big star right away because of their rankings. He couldn't just throw Miro in the main event. He had to build him up. He said there's a lot of the, there's a lot at the top of the card, and Miro will be a huge part. But he had to get involved in stories and matches first. Khan said they they said that they're recontextualizing Miro, and that and that he didn't know what Miro was supposed to be before he came to AEW. And the Miro we're seeing now is the Miro he knows. He added that that, that they had to rebuild Miro because he got beaten up badly in WWE. And that while Miro is the guy who drove a tank at WrestleMania, then he got treated like crap for years. He said he's going to be a huge name, but he wasn't treated like that for like such for years. He compared it to Kenny Omega, who had who had to work his way into the top contendership. And then while Eddie Kingston was the exception to that kind of build, he had he had it out because Moxley had beaten the top five and Moxley wanted the match with Kingston in storyline. That's about his controversial controversial tweet on Twitter, Khan noted, did I get heat or did I get buzz? <clears throat> he said he said that they got their biggest rating of the pandemic the week 
after he promised the balance of power was shifting. He is adamant that he was right about the balance of power is shifting and that people will, will see he was right when the numbers come in for this week. He says that the balance of power is shifting not only in storylines, but in reality to the fans. Wrestling is becoming more about the fans. He's willing to work with companies and there will be more and more changes. He says he can't open his mouth without upsetting some fans, so he just focuses on the fans he, he completes. That's a mouthful here, folks. I will admit that. <laughs> also, Jeremy Thomas did post this as well as a as a uh, live stream on of NWA's uh, Shockwave, uh, uh, um, and, and the debut of the show is online. The live stream for the debut episode of NWA Shockwave is now online. You can see the live stream below for the video. It actually started at 6 p.m. Eastern, 3 Pacific earlier, and it's described as follows. We're back on Tuesday nights, hashtag NWA Shockwave. Our new limited series presents NWA matches produced in conjunction with the United Wrestling Network, matches never before seen on YouTube. And, of course, three matches were lined up for tonight. Eli Drake took on Jordan Cruz. Camille took on Heather Monroe. <coughs> and NWA World Heavyweight Champion Nick Aldis took on Mike Bennett. So like I said, ladies and gentlemen, uh, we'll, uh, we'll, of course, like I said, we'll definitely get that up, of course, on in our NWA US page. Coming up here a little bit later on. Sorry about that, folks. Jeremy Thomas has our next story as, as, as some more WWE news as we have the, the best of new days been added to the network and also Titus O'Neil and Batista give to charity. WWE has added a best of the new day collection to the WWE network. The collection features the following per PW Insider. Uh, the new day takes on Tyson Kidd and Cesaro for the tag team titles from 2015 Extreme Rules. Lucha Dragons versus Los Matadores versus the New Day versus the Primetime Players for the tag team titles from 2015 SummerSlam. Usos versus the Luchas versus the New Day for the tag team titles, a ladder match from TLC 2015. AJ Styles and Chris Jericho versus the New Day for the tag team titles, Monday Night Raw from March 7, 2016. The Usos versus the New Day for the SmackDown tag titles, 2017 SummerSlam. Usos versus the New Day for the SmackDown Tag Team titles, the Hell in a Cell match from the Hell in a Cell 2017 pay-per-view. Also, the New Day versus the Shield from the 2017 Survivor Series. The Tag Team Gauntlet match, uh, SmackDown from March 26, 2019. And a New Day farewell to SmackDown from uh, October the 16th of this year. Titus O'Neil noted on Twitter that he was given to some local char charitable causes for Giving Tuesday. Of course, uh, also, of course, Batista was ch chimed in as well. Titus, Titus O'Neil says, it, it's hashtag Giving Tuesday. My family at BFF Tampa and I have chosen to donate $127,500 in total to at Metro Ministries. <sighs> Uh, $100,000 at Florida Sheriff's VR, uh, $10,000 at UF Foundation, uh, let's see, 
let's see, I'm sorry, Metro Ministries receives 100000 at FL Sheriff's V, uh, I think it's YR or VR, I'm not sure, forgive me, ladies and gentlemen, that uh, they, they got 10000 of it, at UF Foundation received 10000 and at Mana Food Bank received 7500 uh, This and, uh, and others inspire you to find a charity to give as well. Hashtag spread hope, hashtag joy of giving. Batista posted on his Twitter page, my brother at Titus O'Neill WWE gave $127,500 to charities on this hashtag Given Tuesday. I'm donating to at BFF Tampa so they can do even more good for every dollar donated today. I will match up to $10,000. And of course you can, you, I'm sure you can still also donate, of course, by going to, there's a link on uh, this uh, tweet made by Batista. So you can definitely check that out right there here, folks. But that was very good there indeed. Very good. Uh, Blake Lavelle has this story here. As the SmackDown ratings were down and the viewership was up from an overnight from the overnight number. Showbuzz Daily has the final viewership numbers for Friday's episode of SmackDown on Fox, with the show down in the ratings but up in viewers. The show averaged 2.141 million viewers up from the overnight viewership of 1.987 million viewers. The overall viewership is down from the previous edition of SmackDown, which was the go-home show for Survivor Series. In the key 18 to 49 demographic, SmackDown notched a 0.6 rating, which is down from the 0.7 rating in the key demo from the previous episode. SmackDown tied with the Santa with the sorry with the Santa Claus special on ABC and Frosty the Snowman on CBS for number two in the key demo for the night. Now, I had no idea they were showing Frosty the Snow. They already showed Frosty the Snowman. But of course, that is one of the that is one of the classic uh, Christmas folks, Christmas cartoons. There, folks, indeed. <clears throat> going going to a, a Ring of Honor related story here. Lake Lavelle has the story as EC3 takes on Jay Briscoe has been announced for ROH Final Battle. Ring of Honor has announced its first match for ROH Final Battle on December 18th, with EC3 set for a grudge match against Jay Briscoe. The event will air live both on pay-per-view and on Honor Club. Here's the full release from Ring of Honor. EC3 has been playing mind games with Jay Briscoe, but things are about to get real. A grudge match between the two rugged competitors and former world champions has been signed for the final battle pay-per-view on December 18th. It's a rematch from their first meeting, which took place on Ring of Honor Wrestling two weeks ago, although that wasn't really much of a match. EC3 got in Briscoe's head in that bout by refusing to look look him in the eye as he repeatedly extended his hand to the ROH original for the Code of Honor. The gesture infuriated Briscoe, who was disqualified less than two minutes into the contest for refusing to take his boot from EC Stewart in the corner. EC3, who said that he came to Ring of Honor to find out if Honor was real, claims that Briscoe's actions proved it isn't. Jay, you proved Honor is not real. You proved yourself to be a hypocrite, EC said that. EC3 said after the match, I got into your head so deep that you threw away everything you stand for, everything you fight for, everything you believe in. Briscoe was more succinct with his post-match comments when asked why he wouldn't uphold the code of honor and allow himself to be disqualified. Briscoe responded, because F him, that's why. Briscoe has become so obsessed with EC3 that his brother Mark has decided to look for another partner in his quest to become a 12-time Ring of Honor World Tag Team Champion. Will Briscoe solve his EC3 problem at final battle, 
or will EC3 make a huge statement by defeating the two-time former ROH World Champion on Ring of Honor's biggest pay-per-view of the year? Of course, join us on pay-per-view or streaming for, for Honor Club to find out. So it ought, ought to be a good one there, folks. And plus, ladies and gentlemen, we have four more wrestling stories and one more uh, pop culture, one pop culture story will be our last story of the night. Blake Lavelle has our next story here as we have a note on, a, on recent creative changes on WWE Raw. As previously reported, the original plan for WWE TLC was for Drew McIntyre to defend the title against Braun Strowman. However, Strowman reportedly sustained an injury, which led to AJ Styles winning the triple threat match against Keith Lee and Riddle to earn the title shot at TLC. Fightful Select has more details on the changes. The site notes that the original creative plans for virtually everyone at the top of the Raw roster shifted following Strowman's injury. That forced WWE officials to put the, the many tournament together to determine McIntyre's challenger with Styles, Lee, and Riddle all involved. Because of the necessary changes that reportedly forced several other Raw storylines involved involving the top towns to be adjusted from anywhere between one to three weeks. Also, in what has been a recurring theme as of late, Fightful reports that the script for Monday's edition of Raw was sent out less than 25 minutes before the show went live on the USA Network. Uh, the Iceman, Jared DiGiromo, did report that to me. Uh, did 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 report that to me, of course, here uh, here um, uh, earlier to earlier tonight. So while we, of course, obviously not surprised with that. Blake Lavelle, of course, has our next story here as a note on Sanjay Sanjay Dutt's current role in WWE. Sanjay Dutt was hired by WWE as a producer back in early 2019 after he and Abyss, also known as Joseph Park, exited Impact Wrestling. Mike Johnson, a PW Insider, revealed <sighs> has revealed <clears throat> Dutt's current role in the company after other producers like Shane Helms have returned after being furloughed by WWE. According to PW Insider, Dutt is now working full-time on the NXT brand within WWE. The site doesn't include any additional details on his specific role. Dutt made his professional wrestling debut back in 2000 and had multiple stops with TNA and Impact Wrestling as a performer before joining WWE in a backstage role. Speaking of NXT, of course, the brand will feature its go-home episode on Wednesday before NXT TakeOver War Games takes place on Sunday. And of course, we'll talk about we'll talk about war games here a little bit later on here in the uh, um, later on here on tonight, as well as of course our other shows coming up. Uh, Jeffrey Harris has this story as apparently Nia Jax jokes about an awkward move during a match on Monday Night Raw. If you were watching last night's episode of Raw, you might have noticed a bit of an awkward spot during Nia Jax and Shayna Baszler's tag team match against Asuka and Lana. A clip that went viral from the match saw Jax jumping through the ring ropes while Lana was holding the middle one downward. Needless to say, it looked weird. At the very least, Nia Jax has a good sense of humor over the moment. She responded to a clip of the spot on social media writing, um, I was charging at little Jimmy. He had it coming. Of course, you remember that's something R-Truth came out with a while back. Of course, here, here I'll read the tweet right here from Nia Jax. She says, um, I was charging at little Jimmy. He had it coming. And that was something she posted here, of course, earlier today. Jeffrey Harris also has this story as 
the late Ashley Massaro's younger brother was killed during a knife attack. According to a report by the New York Daily News, Ronnie Massaro, the brother of late former WWE talent Ashley Massaro, died, sadly died after being stabbed in a knife attack in Midtown New York. Massaro, uh, Ronnie Massaro was 39 years old. The stabbing murder took place at 9.15 p.m. On, a, on November 21st outside of Two Brothers Pizza. The, sub, the suspect was reportedly seen fleeing uptown after the attack. According to Ronnie Massaro's childhood friend, Keith Hanlon, he had been struggling to rebuild his life after battling alcoholism following his older sister's suicide last year. Ronnie had checked out of rehab in Long Island hours before he was attacked by an assailant with a knife. Hanlon state, stated on Ronnie, he was ready to live life. Since his sister's passing, I never noticed him have, noticed him have this voice. Something hit him. I really believe he started to accept things and understand what life was about. He, he, it finally hit me. And I'm ready. I can do this. We can do this together. Those were his exact words. Hanlon was reportedly in contact with Ronnie shortly before he was slain. Masaru attempted to call Hanlon about 45 minutes before the attack took place. Of course, Ronnie Masaru's older sister, Ashley Masaru, sat, tragically sadly passed away in May 2019 after committing suicide. Of course, on behalf of 411 Mania and also, of course, right here in the WCWS Radio Network, we send our, thought, our condolences to the friends and family of Ronnie Massaro. There, of course, this family has been through quite a bit here within the last year or so. Our thoughts and prayers definitely once again out to the Massaro family. And this is our pop culture story as we get ready to end things here at 9.30 p.m. Uh, <clears throat> Jeremy Thomas has this story. As Elliot Page from the Umbrella Academy comes out as a as as non-binary and transgender. Now, if you don't recognize the name, you'll know it here in just a few moments. Umbrella Academy and X-Men Days of Future Past star Elliot Page has announced that he is non-binary and transgender. Page, who was previously known as Ellen Page, came out on social media today. You know that that their pronouns are he, they, and revealed they their new name in the post. Page is an Oscar nominee for their work in Juno and is currently starring in Netflix's Umbrella Academy, where they play Vanya Hargreaves. He played Kitty Pride in X-Men The Last Stand and X-Men Days of Future Past, and also starred in the Flatliners remake, Inception, and Super, as well as voicing and doing and doing motion capture. For Jody Holmes in Beyond Two Souls, Page wrote the following here. This is this is his words. We're just going to say that. Be respectful. Hi friends, I want to share with you that I am trans. My pronouns are he, they, and my name is Elliot. I feel lucky to be writing this, to be here, to have arrived at this place in my life. I feel overwhelmingly gratitude for the incredible people who have supported me along this journey. I can't begin to express how remarkable it feels to finally love who I am enough to pursue my authentic self. I've been <clears throat> sorry about that. For the incredible people who have supported me along this journey, I can't begin to express how remarkable it feels to find love who I who I am enough to pursue my authentic self. I've been endlessly inspired by so many in the trans community. Thank you for your courage, your generosity and ceaselessly working to make this world a more inclusive and compassionate place. I will offer whatever support I can to continue to strive for a more loving and equal society. 
He went on to ask for patience, noting my joy is real, but it is also fragile. And know that he was scared of the invasiveness, the hate, the jokes, and the violence, pointing out the statistic of violence against transgender people on how 40 have been murdered just in 2020 and 40% of trans adults attempt suicide. He continued the following. I love that I am trans and I love that I am queer. And the more I hold myself close and fully embrace who I am, the more I dream. The more my heart grows and the more I thrive to all the trans people who deal with harassment, self-loathing, abuse, and the threat of violence every day. I see you. I love you. And I will do everything I can to change this world for the better. Paige will continue their role as Vanya on the Netflix show Per THR. Netflix recently renewed the show for a third season. Netflix is currently in the process of updating Paige's name on all titles on the service that he, that he is involved in. The service posted to Twitter to comment on Paige's announcement, writing, so proud of our superhero. We love you, Elliot. Can't wait to see you return in season three. Paige came out as gay in 2014 at the Time to Thrive conference and has since been an advocate for queer people. His, his full post is below, of course, like I said, if you want to, if you want to check that out right there. But like I said, ladies and gentlemen, if you're just listening to this, the actress that you knew as Ellen Page, that that you knew, that you knew, of course, as <coughs> as Ellen Page, of course, is now known as Elliot Page. I did post that story on the WWUS Entertainment Cavalcade page. If you want to go read that, I think it was I think NBC News actually reported it. But I'm just now reporting this one more time. So there you have it, ladies and gentlemen, with, of course, our, with, of course, our, uh, <clears throat> our, our, uh, of course, stories here of the night here. We do thank our friends at 411 Mania for reporting these stories here tonight. And also, of course, our 2017 Hall of Fame News Tag Team, King Ice, King and W.O. Gerard T. Smith, and the Iceman, Jared D. Geralmo. They bring you all the news that's fit to print here in the WWS Radio Network. And, of course, if the news doesn't fit, they always find a way to make it fit. And, and of course, superglue and duct tape, you cannot beat that old-fashioned combination. And, of course, ladies and gentlemen, uh, uh, that's something we have never tried to change, nor we would ever change at all for the past five years. So we'll just keep that in mind right there. In the meantime here, folks, Let's go ahead and see what we have here in our wrestling history and birth and pop culture history and birthdays here tonight. Our courtesy of John. Let's see what he has right here. As we're now going to 9.34 here p.m. On this date in 1972 in Yokohama, Japan, Bobo Brazil defeated Kentaro Oki to win the vacated international heavyweight title. The championship was vacated back in September of 72 when Giant Baba left JWA to start his own company, All Japan Pro Wrestling. Championship resides with the promotion today as a part of their top title, the All Japan Triple Crown Championship. Let's see. Uh, on this date in 1974 in Philadelphia, Pennsylvania, Stan Stasiak defeated Pedro Morales to regain the WWF World Heavyweight title. Stasiak, who ended Pedro's title run, at an astounding 1,027 days, held the title for one week until losing the title to San Martino, who would hang on to the title until 1977. On this date here, let me see here. Uh, yes, on this date here, ladies and gentlemen, in 1998, at a raw taping in New Haven, Connecticut, 
Uh, Stone Cold and, and Mankind defeated the team of The Undertaker and The Rock in a tag team match by DQ. It's what went down post-match that got the WWF in some hot water with the USA Network when it aired six days later. Mankind was handcuffed to the ring ropes, while Austin was handcuffed to, to a large-sized version of The Undertaker's logo and raised above the entrance ramp. Considering that Steve Austin was wrestling Jesus to many fans, uh, the show's final image is The Undertaker performing wrestling's version of a crucifixion. The Catholic League, who were upset about it, contacted the WWF about the angle after it aired. William Donahue, who was upset, said, Mocking Christ is not with parameters of acceptable theatrics, even in professional wrestling. Donahue would call the WWF to complain. Also on this date, ladies and gentlemen, 2006, Vince Russo, Jim, Jeremy Borash, and the Voodoo Kim Mafia crash a WWE house show in Knoxville, Tennessee. Also, let me see here. On this day here in 2003, uh, WWE signs 2008 Playboy Model of the Year and Playmate of the Year finalist Julian Bayor, but she is released three years later. Also, of course, uh, one uh, on this day in 2019, WWE's version of Starcade was taken taken place in Duluth, Georgia. Happy 49th birthday to Trinity who made her professional wrestling debut in October 2002 and would debut for TNA in 2003, and also joined the newly branded ECW in 2006, but she would be released in June of 2007. Now we go to some pop culture news and views here, folks. On a state in 1913, the first drive-up gasoline station opens up, and also the Ford Motor Company institutes the world's first moving assembly line for the Model T Ford. And we understand JD drives that type of car now. <laughs> Auto State in 1934, the Toronto Maple Leafs beats the St. Louis Eagles to start an NHL record for the most wins to start the season with eight. Leafs do it again as they, they win 10 in a row to start the 1993-1994 season. Auto State in 1953, Playboy is first edited by Hugh Hefner. Of course, J.D. goes gaga over that. The first centerfold for the magazine is the late Marilyn Monroe. <laughs> okay, yeah. On this day in 1955, Rosa Parks is arrested for refusing to move to the back of a bus and give her seat to a white passenger in Montgomery, Alabama. On this day in 1957, Sam Cooke, Buddy Holly, and the Crickets debut on the Ed Sullivan Show. Of course, a lot of people may not remember who that was, but that's understandable. On his day in 1971, Ernie Banks is released from the Chicago Cubs, ending his 19-year Major League Baseball career, which started all the way back in 1952. Also on that same day, John Lennon and Yoko Ono released the song Happy Christmas, The War Is Over in the United States. On his day in 1988, the first World AIDS Day to raise awareness of the AIDS global ep epidemic. Yes, that was really big. That, that's... That is what the, the pandemic is. That's the modern, that's that's the version of the, what, what we're talking about now is similar to the pandemic that's going on even as we speak today. On this day in 1990, Patrick Ewing scores 22 high field goals in a 113-96 win against the Charlotte Hornets at Madison Square Garden. 
Wednesday in 1991, Dan Marino sets an NFL record where he reaches 3,000 yards passing for the eighth time in his career during the Dolphins' win, 33-14 win over Tampa Bay at Joe Robbie Stadium. Wednesday in 1996, Wayne Gretzky becomes the first and only player in NHL history to reach the 3,000-point plateau. Wednesday in 1999, Jay-Z stabs Lance Rivera at a nightclub in New York. On a state... In 2014, The Hobbit is the third and final Hobbit film for, for, for the is the final Hobbit film ever made. On the day in 2017, President Trump, or as John calls him, President Dump, <laughs> nice job, John. Former security advisor Michael Flynn pleads guilty to lying to the FBI. On the day in 2018, uh. Singer Ariana Grande releases her single, Thank You, Next. Last year, ladies and gentlemen, this date, a 55-year-old man developed symptoms of the novel, uh, of course, the virus. Of course, that, that as the virus that's currently going on even as we speak. And John has, has said, obviously, ladies and gentlemen, that it will die soon. John, I agree with you 100%. Today, ladies and gentlemen, would have been the 80th birthday for the late comedian Richard Pryor. Of course, a great comedian, great actor. Also, of course, happy 17th birthday to the son of the late, great Steve Irwin. Of course, Robert Irwin. Robert was two years old at the time of his father's death in 2006. Yes. The movie National Lampoon's Christmas Vacation was released on this day back in 1989. Of course, one of the most infamous movies ever. And, John, that's all he's got for the history and birthdays here for tonight. Uh, so, John, we thank you very much, sir, sir, for providing that here to us. And also, once again, we thank 411 Mania for providing here, provi- providing us with our wrestling news reviews here for this evening. 9.42 p.m. Eastern Time, ladies and gentlemen. This is, of course, Tuesday, December 1st, 2020. Episode 918 of WCWS Revolution, 1605-562-0444, caller ID 138055-POUND. Mr. WCWS, Chad Hinshaw here, of course, along with the human suplex machine, John Gross. And uh, we have three folks, ladies and gentlemen, who've been waiting ever so patiently. Uh, we're going to go ahead and do a straight-out introduction here on all three. We're going to bring them all in at one time. Number one, of course, he is a three-time WCWS Hall of Famer. He's also, of course, another part of the team that brings you WCWS Raw Radio every Monday afternoon right here, of course, on TalkShoe.com. He's also a multiple-time title holder in our Trivia Championship Series. <clears throat> and also, of course, ladies and gentlemen, who's sitting, who's sitting on, sitting, of course, uh, on with us here tonight, of course, wearing nothing but a pink tutu. <clears throat> and I'll say whose name here in just a few minutes. Uh, <laughs> uh, also, ladies and gentlemen, he is a, 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 our second guest is also a two-time WCWS Hall of Famer. He is known as the Heartbreak Kid here in our radio network circles. He's also, of course, a contributor to WCWS Raw Radio and also a multiple title holder in our Trivia Championship Series as well. He's also, of course, ladies and gentlemen, if you know his other nickname, of course, you'll, you'll know, of course, you'll think back to that classic 60 sitcom, Happy Days. Of course, reminiscent of the character, of course, well-known for the slit black hair, the white T-shirt, the leather jacket, and always did a little something in particular. And, of course, he'll get a chance to do that here in just a few moments. And also, of course, ladies and gentlemen, on our Talk Shoe video service, he is a multiple-time title holder in our Trivia Championship Series. 
He's a member of John Gross's Sports and Pro Wrestling Incorporated Facebook page. He is falling asleep on the job. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> no. Uh, he is, of course, the general manager of WCWS Pan Empire. And, and, of course, also, ladies and gentlemen, as he has proved here at least two or three times here on our shows, he is the man with the golden voice. So, ladies and gentlemen, I present to you, of course, our joining me and John for 918 of Revolution is the Iceman, Jared DiGirolamo, the Heartbreak Kid, Fonzie, and the Soul Man, Justin Lewis Fleming. Gentlemen, welcome to episode number 918 of Revolution. Good to have you here with us here tonight. Hey, Chad. Uh-huh. Hi, Chad. Whoa. Hey. Oh, they're, 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 hey, yeah. Thank you very much, gentlemen. Of course, for of course being very, very patient here. Of course, while we take, took care of some news here. Uh, of course, also I'm sure you probably were kind of surprised as I am about the fact that uh, Ellen Page is now Elliot Page. I'm sure y'all probably heard about that. Uh, um, very, very surprising and shocking indeed. But uh, uh, but hey, that's that's my choice. So so good good luck to. Good luck to, of course, to that indeed. Uh, also, of course, also of course, here, guys. I'm sure y'all heard about some of the other stories we did bring bring out here, of course, as well. Uh, let's go ahead and and uh, get right here to it. Here before JD brings us anything else, and JD, I will point out that there's anything that you probably read, read is probably stuff that I already read. So. Um, you can go back and listen to it, uh, so we won't try to repeat anything. Uh, but uh, let's go ahead and get everyone's uh, quick thoughts here um, before, of course, we'll let JD go last because I'm sure JD will have something else to talk about before he talks about his thoughts about Raw. But let me go ahead and start with John here first. He's already got something up here. And John says here, Raw once again proved that they are sucking, including the fact that there was there was a good triple threat match. Although I didn't mind AJ versus Drew at TLC, should be an interesting match. But Raw continued to suck because of the poor booking. John says he's going to say say a lot more about this once. Uh, uh, speaking of JD finishes, and we all know uh, who who of course he is pissed off at, and all he's going to say is it is not going to be pretty. We we know about that. Uh, let's see. Let me ask here first. Uh, well, we haven't we haven't asked Fonzie this the question here in a while. Let's 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 go to him next here. Uh, anything stood out, Fonzie, in your in your personal opinion about what happened last night in the world? Mm. Bad booking. That's all it was, and that's all I gotta say. Just a bad booking. Okay. Okay. All right. Thank you, Vons. Okay. Justin, let me ask you next. Uh, your personal thoughts about what happened last night on Raw. Uh, anything in particular stood out in your mind? Yeah. Are you kidding? Are, yeah, are you kidding me? Lana and Oscar tag team to face Nia and Shayna? If they became to become tag team cha- women's tag team champions, hell no, hell no, hell to the H to the E to the L to the no man, uh uh-uh. uh, I do not want to see Lana, Oscar and Lana as tag team partners. I already, I already, I already, I, I um, that's a big no for me. 
I'd rather see I'd rather see Naomi be Lana be Naomi be Oscar's tag team partner, but not Lana, a woman who cannot wrestle for diddly squat. No, it's a big no for me. And look, and what about mm-hmm. last night? They're really wasting on uh, Mia Yim, aka Reckoning. I mean, you saw how um, I saw how Dana Brooke took that the mask off of her. They really wasted her last night. And and, and it doesn't, you know, it doesn't make sense for the in a tag team match for for um, the, for for for, the, for um, Lana to pull off a win, uh, off a win on on Nia and Shayna. And it also doesn't make sense for um Dana for Dana Brooke Brooke to beat Mia Yim. They're really they're really wasting really wasting on Mia Yim. You know what? You know what? I think I think Vince McMahon is punishing Mia Yim just because she because he hates that rival promotion, um, Impact Wrestling that um that they um that they're that feud with WWE. I tell you, WWE mm-hmm. Raw was really garbage last night. Complete garbage, and you know, and you know, know what? I know what. Well, you know, no. If Lana, I, I hope that Lana does not. If Lana wins next year's 2021 Royal Rumble, Women's Royal Rumble match, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna make. You know, what I'm gonna do Chad. I'm gonna make a, a YouTube video rant about it. That all that you, John, Antonio, and JD and Fonzie will like, and um. And because uh, women's wrestling is terrible right now, women's wrestling is awful. I rather see I I rather see someone. So Stephanie McMahon is not doing a good job running the women's division. I believe I believe Wendy Richter should um, run the women's division and not Stephanie McMahon and make and make the matches. I think Wendy Richter should make the matches for women, and not Stephanie McMahon. Because Stephanie McMahon does not um, know how to handle the women's division at all. She doesn't. She really doesn't. And you know, and, um, the question. No, go ahead. Go ahead. Finish your song. Go ahead. And about and um um, I'm also you know if and uh, I'm also gonna make a funny video about um make a make a YouTube video about Lana. If Lana wins, if Lana wins next year's Women's Royal Rumble main events um main event um. If Lana win, if Lana wins next year's Women's Royal Rumble main events WrestleMania, I'm gonna make a funny video about that. Right? I remember that movie Water Boy, um, Chad, with when when the Big Show and Chris Farley's brother were laughing at um, um, yeah, at Am Sandler. Captain, Captain, Captain yeah. Well, I'm gonna do when um, what I'm gonna do is this. What I'm gonna do is I'm gonna edit a video. It, the video make a video of Lana winning the Royal Rumble. I'm also gonna make uh the I'm edited with the the the, the scene where the where Big Show and Adam Chris Farley's brother were, were laughing at Adam Sandler because of, of his uh stupidity with this uh with uh, stupidity. Um, I want you to um, listen to it. I'm gonna edit edit it with this. Watch, listen. That's what I'm gonna do. 
because it's a joke. It's okay, a joke for Lana to be to main event. Yeah, it's a joke. We didn't hear. We didn't hear it though. Uh, I think there was something wrong with the volume, but but you can play it. Um, but you can play it for us here uh, here a little bit. We can try again on that a little bit later on there. But uh, any any other thoughts, Justin, about last night's show? I'm not I'm not happy that AJ Styles won AJ Styles won last night. I mean, they're really wasting they're wasting on Keith Lee and Matt Riddle. Mm-hmm. Right. Well, I did read that there was a last minute thing because they said apparently Braun Strowman was injured. So I actually I just read that just a moment ago. And they said that that's one reason why I think they had to change a lot of that because Apparently, Braun Strowman was injured. That was the reason behind all that. So, Justin, thank you very much. And now, ladies and gentlemen, uh, now, of course, ladies and gentlemen, J.D. I'm sure has a few more things he wishes to add before he we get his take about what what uh, happened, of course, here on on right here on Raw. Of course, I'm sure he has other stories here as well. Uh, so let's go ahead and hear. Let's let's go ahead and set some things that J.D. needs to get off of his. His chest right there, and uh, uh, of course, the chest is not is not as big as mine. But I mean, he's got a big chest, nonetheless. <laughs> yeah, there you go. Uh, anyway, let's go ahead and let's switch it over here to JD. Let's see what he has uh, is what he has, of course, in terms of other news and also some uh, his thoughts about what happened last night. JD, please uh, go on right ahead. JD. Yeah, sorry about that. I'm here. I do have some news. All right, go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. Well, we already reported it, but I'll say it right now. What has been a recurring theme as of late? FIFA reports that the script for Monday's edition of Raw was sent out less than 25 minutes before the show went live on the USA Network. Also, of course, mm-hmm. had 17 matches on Dark tonight, including the following. Shayna, S-H-A-N-N-A, versus Tesha Price. Adam Price and Sean Matula versus the Best Friends with Orange Cassidy. Griff Garrison and Brian Pillman Jr. versus Cesar Bononi and Ryzen. Danny Limelight versus Brandon Cutler, however. Stu Grayson and Evil Car playing Uno, however, versus Baron Black and Fuego Del Sol. Lavia Bates versus Alex Garcia, Blue Pants. Matt Seidel versus Aaron Solo, KTB versus Sean Spears with Tully Blanchard, The Gun Club versus Angel Fashion, BSK and Sean Donovan, George Stout Jr. and Bobby Weber versus The Acclaimed, The Dark Order 5 and 10, however, Allen Five Angels and Preston 10 Vance versus The Jurassic Express with Marco Stunt versus Funny Kiss and Joey Janelle in a triple threat, Island King versus Catalina Perez, Lindsay Snow versus Eva Lise, Lady Frost versus Red Velvet, John Cruz versus Peter Avalon, The Chaos Project versus Alex Chamberlain, Seth Gargis, and Ricky Starks versus Veneer. Also, of course, <laughs> we can tell you, ladies and gentlemen, that, uh, the viewership of the third, uh, last week's edition of NXT Thank you. is falling. Dynamite finished 10th in the 18 to 49 demographic for the 0.26 in the cable range, NXT to 0.20 in the 18 to 49 demographic, but they won the night with 712,000 viewers as they beat AEW by 2,000 viewers, 712 to 710. Yeah. 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 Yeah
Also, I'm sorry, JD. There will be a triple header on, uh, or should I say, five games on Christmas Day, however, mind you. In Pelicans in the Heat, Golden State of Milwaukee, Brooklyn will be taking, the, the Nets and the Celtics will be playing in Boston, and the Mavericks and Lakers will be playing at 8 o'clock, followed by the Clippers and Nuggets at 10.30. A good uh, five NBA games there on, uh, let's just say, day for the day. Also, we understand, of course, Fonzie reported that, told me this earlier, two more Ravens now have tested positive. However, the game is still on as scheduled for tomorrow afternoon in Pittsburgh, despite the fact we got literally four to six inches of snow in Pittsburgh earlier today, however, mind you. Still go on with the game as scheduled. Um, let's see, some other news. I did see one other bit of news item, however, to report, however. According to reports, however, I did see, however, Oh, yeah, here we go. We understand that the Slammy Awards are set to return this month, however, mind you, however, not sure when, however, uh, but I believe, however, the new network specials we'll have this week. Drew and A with Matthew McConaughey, of course, 24 Keith Lee, The Day of the Survivor Series 2020, Untold of Gulfstream Street, Break It Down Oscar, First Look WWE Icons, The Broken Skull Sessions will interview Drew McIntyre, plus the Slammy Awards, 10 Best Matches of the Year, Superstar Gaming Series, a new episode of Drew and A, Uncool with Alexa Bliss, Chasing Lillian Garcia, Not Sam Wrestling, Swerve City Podcast, Raw Talk, and Talking Smackers are some of the things you will see on the network coming up in December. Also, however, believe it or not, however, according to reports, according to a new backstage report from PW Insider, the Moment of Bliss segment from last night's Raw with Randy Orton, however, Alexa Bliss and The Fiend, Bray Wyatt, was 100% Vince McMahon's vision. Additionally, there were apparently people backstage who argued against the execution for the segment, believing it was a weak segment to open the show with it and it needed to be overhauled. However, this team voices were unable to overrule Vince McMahon. This apparently resulted in the segment going off as it did in the opening portion of the show last night. Uh, meanwhile, however, we also can tell you last night, following Jeff Hardy's bump last night, how it did not go according to plan. Backstage officials told the site, however, that the original plan was for Hardy to clear everything and land on the center of the table, but said a few inches made the difference due to the location of the stairs. Ryan Alvarez, of course, Howard, the Meltzer also commented on the status following the nasty Swanton spot last night on uh, today's Wrestling Observer Radio. According to Meltzer, Hardy has not been diagnosed with a concussion, but Meltzer stated on Hardy, I've heard that there was some kind of expectation that a concussion, but he had not been diagnosed as having one. As noted below, the symptoms of a concussion do not always occur when the injury takes place. Alvarez, meanwhile, stated, however, the word he received after the show, however, is that Hardy was okay, which appears to be consistent with earlier reports, however. After the matchup, Jeff Hardy, however, took part in a backstage interview as well enough to talk about the match, and he stayed on the Swanton spot. That Swanton was no joke at the end. I went straight up in the air, crashed straight down, and so up, but, and so, but I'm okay, though. It looked a lot worse than it actually felt, however, despite the fact he was injury-free, and he will be monitored for a while. He was checked out by the medical team following the show, however, last night. Uh, let's see, some other news to report, however. WWE has announced, however, that coming up, however, the Russell Boats has an update on WWE's plans for next year's Royal Rumble event. With January right around the corner, WWE is reportedly looking to make a decision soon. Next month's pay-per-view on the card, whether fans will be able to attend the show or not. As noted, it's been rumored WWE is looking to hold the Royal Rumble event. They're going to have live fans in attendance. However, the, um... Folks, I'm sorry about that. Okay, there we go. Looking to hold the Royal Rumble at a venue that can have live fans in attendance. However, the latest in, uh, 
update indicates WWE wants a decision made by Thursday, January 7th, which would be followed by an announcement on that weekend. Per Russell both internally, WWE said to want a decision on whether fans are permitted for the Royal Rumble by January 7th, with a possible announcement of sorts coming that weekend. Sources state the odds are 50-50 right now, important month ahead. If the January 7th date is accurate, WWE just has over five more weeks to hash out the deals for the signature event, which is typically held in the month of January. WWE has not yet officially announced the date or venue yet for the Royal Rumble 2021. Uh, let's see. I did hear something okay. else, Howard. We, we did tell you, however. Oh, yes. They will have a match tomorrow night with Kel Gonzalez and Shotzi Blackheart. However, and a ladder match. However, for this week's NXT. Of course, we know the big uh, ladder match coming up, however. Coming up, uh, tomorrow night, however, as far as that goes. Oh, yes. Uh, let's see. I did see uh, something else. There was something else I did read, however. Uh, oh, yes. Miz and Mrs. Uh, rating viewership, however, for the week, however, business day went and that was down after having 412,000 viewers for last week's edition did 380,000 this past week, so they continue to drop. There was no episode total bells, but the show will return with a new episode this Thursday. Uh, else to uh, the, 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 four to uh, six inches of power shit. <laughs> uh, I did see something else. Or there was something else I did read about the. Uh, hold on a second. AW Control. That is not it. Sanjay Dot. Okay. Yeah. Here we go. PW Insider reports some backstage notes and details from last night's of, uh, episode of Raw. And I'll do my raw report on Thursday, Howard, because I'm doing so much news. Sorry, guys. According to the new report, Howard, the current creative direction right now can be credited to Vincent Bruce Pritchard. As noted, Howard, we told you about that vision. Additionally, Howard, sources for the report describe Pritchard as, Pritchard as quote, the most yeah. powerful person in WWE at the moment, other than one of the McMahon family members. <laughs> With regards to Pritchard, all creative aspects go through him right now, and his word is seen as, quote, very much the gospel, however, yes. for WWE Chairman Vince McMahon. As a result, this reportedly causes a great deal of private frustration and heat between Pritchard and talents on the roster. Oh, motherfucker. Pritchard was not in attendance for last night's TV taping. Triple H was said to have been at the event. As noted, Shane Helms recently returned to his role in WWE as a producer after being furloughed earlier this year due to the pandemic. He returned to working backstage of Raw last week, and he was also in attendance last night. Also, a TV etiquette that's being strictly enforced lately in WWE is talent hitting their time cues for the TV broadcast. Multiple talents, however, mind you, however, reportedly reprimanded for going over there a lot of time recently from Survivor Series to the TV shows that were held after the event. The Heat also gets directed at the producers of segments they've been assigned to go over their scheduled times. You might recall that Drew McIntyre revealed that the sword has been using for essential something that Vince McMahon gave back to McIntyre to use. Additionally, PW Insider's report noted that McMahon has been very hands-on with McIntyre for the entrance, and McMahon spent a lot of time with McIntyre blocking out how he wants him to use the sword on TV. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, uh, yes, yes, indeed, there, folks. Uh, it was. Uh, thank you very much, there. Of course, your JD is. We did mention he will bring us his thoughts about what about his thoughts about Monday Night Raw uh, to, to, uh, Thursday night, of course, on uh, NWO. We'll back on that, so we'll look forward to that. Uh, let's give this one more time, ladies and gentlemen. Ten o three p.m. Eastern Time. On uh, Tuesday, December 1st, 2020, WWS Revolution episode number 918. 
1605-562-0444, caller ID 138055-POUND. Mr. WCWS, Chad Hinshaw, alongside the Iceman, Jared D. Geralmo, the Human Suplex Machine, John Gross, the Heartbreak Kid, Fonzie, and the Soul Man, Justin Lewis, coming here with, with you here tonight. Let's go ahead and give you a brief summary as to what we take place tomorrow night, ladies and gentlemen, on, uh, <clears throat> of course, for our two shows. Uh, first off, uh, tomorrow night at 6.30, will be our next edition of WCWS Outside the Ropes. We'll bring you, of course, as always, the latest pop culture news and views, courtesy of 411mania.com, plus also some pop culture history and birthdays in the world of movies, TV, music, and sports, plus also some wrestling news tidbits to get you ready for tomorrow night's revolution. We'll have it all, of course, on Outside the Ropes tomorrow night at 6.30, of course, right here on TalkShoe. And also, speaking of revolution, episode 919 of Revolution, uh, 138055-POUND, of course, in addition to your news and views and history and birthdays, we will, of course, try to get you some best results that we possibly can for t- tomorrow night's episode of AEW Dynamite, as well as, of course, tomorrow's episode of NXT. <clears throat> and also, of course, some other wrestling extras, of course, are coming your way here as well. Plus, of course, we'll bring you some more updates here about some of our poll matches that are going on right now on the Pay-Per-View Prediction Center page. So be sure to listen in on that on episode 919 of Revolution, of course, coming up here at 9 o'clock tomorrow night. One one three eight zero five five pound. Speaking of speaking of, of course, the poll matches, ladies and gentlemen, let's give you some updates about some of those that, are, of course, the we're going to, to be determining all this this Friday on Revolution. Here, we'll give you the official results there, so you still have time to do some voting if you have not voted on. Sorry, I'm watching okay. the cheerleaders. I'm watching the Dallas cheerleaders make. Making, they're shaking her ass and playing. Well, well, Fonzie, just, 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 just turn down the volume and just picture you're not wearing anything out there on the field. So (laughs) anyway, uh, (laughs) yeah, all right, yeah, which is something JD wishes he could probably. (laughs) Oh, no, JD, we're just. Okay, that's a bad. Yeah, he anyway, could never survive Hello? So, I have I'm back. 
Is that you, JV? Yeah, it's me. What happened? Guess what I'm gonna. You know, you know I'm. Um, uh, you know I'm gonna do, JD. If Lana wins hmm. the um wins the Royal Rumble next year, Royal Rumble, what I'm gonna do is I'm gonna do some editing. What I'm gonna do is I'm gonna edit a YouTube video. Make a I'm gonna make a YouTube video. I'm gonna edit it, edit um Lana winning the next um the 2021 Women's Royal Rumble and main event WrestleMania. And uh, uh, to edit with that scene from the movie The Waterboy, where the Big Show and Chris Farley's brother um, are laughing. What happened? Is Chet, is Chet back, or what happened? Did you lose Chet? I don't. I, I don't know. Where did he? I don't, where Where did he go? I don't know. I mean, something happened. I think I hear him. Hold on. Hold on. I'm here. Okay. Hold on, I'm here. Hold on. Hold on, you missed him. Okay, he got my message, however.
Alerted, ladies and gentlemen, my apologies. I did not realize okay. that all of a sudden my, uh, my, yeah, I know, but my, uh, some odd reason, uh, talk shoe, uh, disconnected me for some reason and claimed that I was connected to another device, which of course I was not. Again, I don't know why. The Heartbreak Kid Fonzie, ladies and gentlemen, I will report has since left us. And the human suplex machine, John Gross, has said he's also bowing out for the night. I don't know why he likes to leave early. Um, uh, JD, is he not feeling well or something? I mean, is that why he's been... Fonzie? Um, no, John. I don't know. I mean, I don't know what's uh, going on. When he, when he, when he left, uh, he said he was bound out for the night. He said he'll be back tomorrow. So, But, but we Let do thank him. Fonzie and John. Okay, well, you go and do that. I will go and repeat all that I said here before when all this... When, when I, of course, when I suddenly lost the connection here, of course, let me just run through all this one more time here, folks. The Money Championship matchup here, Justin and Mitt are currently tied in that match for the Money Inc. title. Also, the NWA US and AAA US Women's Championships poll right now. Alayla Peters has two votes, and the Empress Anne-Marie Rickenbach has one vote. Uh, the Black Widow, Michelle Lynn Dodds, and Jody Valentine, who are also a part of this, has not received any votes here as of yet. But, of course, remember, the most votes will win the NWA U.S. Women's Belt. Second place wins the AAA U.S. AAA US Women's Belt. Third place becomes the number one contender for the NWA U.S. Women's title. And the fourth place becomes the number one contender for the AAA, for the AAA U.S. Women's title. So be sure to check that out. Also, the Halloween Havoc Championship. Of course, I don't know if John got a chance to hear this before we got something disconnected. But John right now is is right now the current champion defending against Jordan Stokeless. Jordan is currently leading John right now, three votes to one. So we need to, of course, point out to to John that he that he definitely needs to, of course, start getting some votes up here if he hopes to hold hold on to this championship. So we hope to, we hope to hear from him, of course, here very very soon. The trivia gladiator championship currently right now, uh, of course, the most votes in this will become the new champion. Second place will become the number one contender, and we will of course reveal the results of this this Friday, of course, as well on Revolution. John is currently leading that with two votes, followed by Ann Mitt, Kevin O'Sullivan, and Layla Peters have one vote each. Uh, JD as well as Justin Lewis Fleming, Justin Carter, uh, Samuel McAllister, and Antonio Gutierrez have not received any votes as of yet, but there's still, there still several days to go before this tournament ends. So if anyone wishes to, of course, uh, do some voting on this, please feel free to do so here. Of course, this will be continuing on here through, uh, like I said, through this Friday. Now the uh, Heritage Cup Championship Tournament, as we were talking about here as well before we got cut off. Here are the matches that are that are officially out there as of right now. So Justin, you and JD definitely, especially listen to all of this right here, because y'all are y'all all y'all are definitely involved in this too. So y'all listen to this very carefully. The first and all these are the first quarterfinal matchups in this tournament. Right now, Clinton James Smith and Jordan Stokeless are tied with three votes apiece. The, the, second, for, the second first quarterfinal, the Black Widow Michelle Lynn Dodds is leading three votes to nothing over Big Diesel Gregory Kramer. Uh, the third one, 
the loose cannon Shaquille Cole Cephas is leading Justin Carter four votes to one. Uh, uh, the next one, the Ken Club's Mitt Patel is leading Samuel McAllister two votes to one. The next one, Jody Valentine and the Rattlesnake and Neil Patel is tied right now with three votes apiece. The next one, Eddie Garza is leading Alayla Peters three votes to two. Anthony Chobot is leading Mr. Hulkamania Bob Ziegler three votes to one in that quarterfinal. Uh, John, the Human Suplex Machine John Gross is leading Kevin O'Sullivan five votes to nothing. Uh, Tori D. Carlisle and Captain Dave Spieler are both tied at two votes apiece. Uh, Antonio Gutierrez is leading the Empress Anne-Marie Rickenbach four votes to one. John May is leading the Iceman, Jared DiGirolamo, two votes to one. J.D., as I said, you need to get some votes up. Uh, uh, Justin is taking on Danny from Oak Park, and Justin, you're leading Danny right now, three votes to two. And mm, the last sure. one here... And the last one here, Chris Taylor, is leading Spencer Elliott four votes to one. So that's what's going on right now. Like I said, the first quarterfinal matches will end this Friday in Revolution, and I will, of course, be I will, of course, be um, announcing the winners, of course, as well as some of the, as well as the other matches that we have been, of course, talking about here as well uh, coming up here on uh, <clears throat> coming up. Of course, on Revolution this Friday night. Uh, as we said, ladies and gentlemen, I definitely want once again want to thank uh, uh, the Heartbreak Kid Fonzie and the Human Space Machine John Gross. Uh, I hope everything is was okay. Um, uh, but I guess they had other things they had to do, and so I guess they had to leave. So uh, just, <clears throat> but I do thank you for coming on here tonight. Also, just just to let everybody know if. Uh, let me, of course, I will ask JD and Justin this question. It's not wrestling related, but I will ask this question anyway. Are y'all, uh, uh, JD, are you or Justin a James Bond fan? I always love James Bond. JD, what about you? I'm here. JD. Yes. JD, are Sorry. you a James? Are you are you a James Bond fan? Yes. Okay. Well, guys, you are going to be in for a humongous treat because er, because earlier in the evening, come to find out, uh, um, WWS Movie Channel actually uh, has officially received James Bond as a. As, as a, of course, as a the ultimate bodyguard, if you will. And the reason why I say that here, folks, is because we have added a whole bunch, not all of them, but a whole bunch of James Bond movies on the movie channel page. Uh, let me just run down a handful here. I'm sure y'all probably know some of these movies. Live and Let Die, Octopussy, Goldfinger, you said Never Octopus. Say Never... Yeah, that's that was the name of the movie, Jamie. Uh, Never say never again. <laughs> On Her Majesty's Secret Service, You Only Live Twice, Diamonds Are Forever, Thunderball, From Russia with Love, 
GoldenEye, Doctor No, License to Kill, the Spy Who Loved Me. Did say no. Yeah, did yes. Uh, the Spy Who Loved Me, A View to a Kill, and Moonraker are now all part of the WWS Movie Channel. They were just added uh, as free. Of course, you can check them out. Of course, on YouTube. But uh, they were just they were just recently made free here today. Plus, also just added as well, and I'm sure JDU and Justin are a big fan of some, uh, possibly of some of the classic westerns uh, from a yeah. while back. I don't know how far. Back. Yeah. The classic Clint the the classic Clint Eastwood movie Hang 'Em High was also Good made movie. available free, to, and I posted that on there too. So. In addition to what we also have on there, also got some classic Burt Reynolds movies, as well as, of course, as we said, of course, movies like uh, uh, Spaceballs. Uh, um, let me see. Uh, uh, the two, uh, the two, the volumes of all the old commercials starring uh, uh, Ernest. Y'all remember the late Jim Barney mm-hmm. did Ernest. Um, also, of course, uh, there's other movies, of course, posted on there, too. Just uh, Also, Back to School with Rodney Dangerfield, that's on there. Um, and I'm, we're, working on getting a few, we're working on getting a few more movies on there, so that way everyone can enjoy them. But, uh, but like I said, be sure to check out some of those. Like I said, we have just added a whole bunch of uh, – there may be more coming up here, maybe between tonight and tomorrow, who knows. But we just added a, a good amount of James Bond. So if you're a fan of any of those movies that I mentioned, be sure to check out the WCWS um, movie channel page. Of course, it's facebook.com forward slash groups forward slash WCWS goes Hollywood. If you want to check that out. Uh, uh, 10.22 p.m. Eastern time, ladies and gentlemen, on Tuesday, December 1st, 2020, episode 918 of WCWS Revolution. 1605-562-0444, caller ID 138055-pound. Mr. WWS, Chad Hinchaw, alongside the Ice Manager, D. Geralimo, and the Stone of Lewis Fleming, still here with you here tonight. Well, let's see here. Uh, oh, um, one story I did mention here, a very tragic one. I don't know if you heard about this or not. Uh, guys, I'll go ahead and ask you. The younger brother of the late Ashley Massaro was killed by a knife attack. I did hear about that. I heard about that. I heard, about that. I heard that too, and our thoughts wow. are first, certainly with uh, Ashley's uh, family. No question about it. Very heartbreaking. Yes, indeed. Uh, Ronnie, I think his name was. I believe it's, it's, that's what it was. But let me let me ask you about this deal about um, y'all. Y'all, you heard me talking about it here. What should y'all take about? Ellen Page becoming Elliot Page. I got to hear y'all's thoughts about this. I saw this today. I, 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 I mean, I, I applaud the decision. I mean, I, I mean, I think it's, uh, it took guts to do something like that. And I must say, however, I mean, like I said, however, I mean, it's, it's gutsy to do something like that. And I mean, it took a lot of, uh, uh, like I said, guts and patience. And uh, like I said, at the end of the day, however, I'm not going to say anything bad about it. I just think, however, it's it is what it is. However, and I think, uh, you know, if, you, if you accept what you have to be, so be it. You know. Yes, Nico. I think what was it? Six years ago, she said that she was. Uh, this was before all this happened, and I say this with respect. But didn't she say that she was 
that she was gay six years ago? Yeah, she, she came. Yeah, she came out six years ago. Yeah, I think it was right after okay, she did but, uh, Juno. If I'm not mistaken, it was around Juno, or it was another movie she did when she came out with that. And I'll be right back in a minute. Okay. Okay. Justin, any any thoughts about that, Buck? Your thoughts, sir? Shocking. Um. So so she's no longer. Ellen Page, now she's going to become Elliot. Yes, as a matter of fact, she's been in a movie for Netflix called The uh, the Umbrella Academy. And I even heard that for the new season, they're actually going to change her, change the name. Uh, on all the previous episodes that she was in as Ellen, they're going to change it over to Elliot. That's what hmm. I heard. Like, like, but, but, like, like what happened? Like, like having Bruce, like Bruce Jenner. Yeah, well, that was that was that was that was when that's a, a man became a woman there. But this is this was kind of what happened here was in reverse. <laughs> Ellen became Elliot. So, but yeah, I mean, it's almost there's some similarities. Similarities. Yeah, I mean, I can see what you're talking about. I mean, there are some similarities. There. But that really kind of surprised me, though, if you think about it. Um, but it's like I said, it's, it's what, uh, I, mean, J, I mean, as J.D. says, I mean, definitely, you know, we respect and honor her decision. And we, you know, she's willing to accept that. I mean, like I said, I'm sure this was something that she actually prayed for. I should start using the term he. My apologies there. Um, I'm back. But... Uh, but, but but definitely, I'm sure like this was something that I'm sure that would that, that had to be prayed upon, and I'm pretty certain that this was this was possibly I'm sure God's calling, obviously. So, so our hats off to it for standing up and doing that, and we'll just see how we'll we'll just we'll just see how that all that happens. So, um, but I'm but this is definitely going to be a big time. Another big time topic here. I mean, it's not going to outweigh anything going on with the pandemic or the race things or whatever. But it will be. It will be a newsmaker story. I will say that. I mean, it got so big. NBC News covered it. And I posted that story. That's the story I posted on the Entertainment Cavalcade page, really, where everybody can take go on it and read it. So, uh, but. Uh, very, very shocking indeed. But like I said, is what is what she wanted. She, or I should say now, he wanted to do. So, and, and I was telling I was telling Justin JD that he was a, a, a part of that show, that was a show on Netflix, something called the Umbrella Academy. I, I heard it about is. it. Yes. It said that for like all the panels, as well as. For the, they have an upcoming season coming. They have a season coming up here pretty soon. They're going to alter her, their, her, their, 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 his name on the on on the, on the credits. That's what I had heard. I believe it. Uh, there you go. So, uh, also, by the way, I another story that I posted on the Revolution Radio Facebook. Earlier, I'm sure y'all read it. 
that apparently Vince McMahon was against China pushing for Playboy and even promised to put the WWF title belt on her if she didn't pose. And she said, F the belt, I want, I'm going to go pose for Playboy. Exactly, I heard something about that too. Wow. You know, the, story, so the story's on the Revolution. The story's on the Revolution radio page if you want to pull it up and read it. So I posted it earlier. Somebody on YouTube posted it, and I just posted it on there. So, a very shock, very surprising stuff here today. Uh, let me see here. Uh, also, by the way, like I said, we've been continuing to post a lot of great stuff on the video vault as well, including a lot of UWF stuff. I'm sure JD probably remembers all that from back in the day. Yep. Uh. A lot of stuff from eight, especially from the mid '80s. I posted some full-length stuff on there. Uh, also, some moments, more moments here involving, of course, guys like Stone Cold, Undertaker, Kane, The Rock, uh, Triple H. There's a lot, lot there's a lot of big time right there, indeed. Uh, uh, a lot of things I'm sure we all appreciate and take a look at here as well. I also read there as well, and I'm going to probably post this on one of our NWA US page here a little bit later. But apparently, they got a new online series that made its debut tonight online. Called, I heard uh, it was pretty good after Shockwave. Yeah, I heard it was, it was very good. It was very good, I heard, from some people. I heard Nick Aldis uh, wrestled Mike Bennett, and plus a couple yeah. other matches. Also, guys, also, I will tell you that tonight's episode of AEW Dark is on the AEW US page as well. I posted that earlier there, too. So, if you want to go check that out. So, I'm trying to keep all the pages as fresh as I possibly can here, folks. So, uh, if you want to, of course, like I said, I have a lot of great, uh, a lot of great, um, <clears throat> a lot of great stuff on there as well. So, like I said, and of course, with this stuff, does this all this situation going on right now? pandemic here folks we're just getting ourselves prepared in case you know they're telling us hey we we need everyone now to stay home and not do anything because this thing is pretty much kind of off the chain so you can stay home and do a lot of things and so what better way to do it than like said wws will have you covered all the time here folks with so much great stuff Justin and JD and all the uh, myself and everyone else of course, post a lot of things on all of these pages, and we enjoy doing every single bit of it. So, like I said, check out. That's why we always say check out what we have in store here, folks. So if you get bored on uh, get bored on a lot of things, you can definitely uh, um, you can definitely check it out there. Um, you can definitely check out, of course, everything we've got posted on all of our pages that we mentioned. Do every single day. Uh, be sure to, of course, check all that out. Uh, let me see. Uh, let's see. A little something here to break the ice here a little bit. Hmm. Um. Hmm. Let me see. Let's see. Hmm. Let me see. Uh, well, guys, like I said, normally I would I would do I would use 
something like this to do this for a wrestling match. But instead of instead of, a, of an actual match here, guys, how about just for the fun of it? Uh, who is up for a little? Uh, let me see. Um, who is who? Who is up for a little wrestling trivia for the next few minutes? JD, Justin, your call. Yeah. JD, what about you? JD. JD, stop looking at the naked woman and please answer. JD, are you still there? Okay, I think he had to still step away for just a moment. Uh, let me see here. Uh, Hmm. Also, of course, also of course, one one question, uh, one question, of course, was sent sent to me. It was brought to my attention was about about of course this Sunday's NXT Takeover War Games. Uh, and I was, the one question was, was that, am I going to do, of course, a prediction title challenge? Well, obviously the answer will be, the answer will be yes. But the way we're going to do it is we're going to do it just like this. I will start posting matches, uh, unless whatever matches that are already lined up for NXT, I don't know. JD, do you know if they're planning on adding any more matches to the NXT pay-per-view on Sunday? Okay, he's he's still not back yet. I mean, I have not heard if there are going to be any additions to the uh, um to the uh, NXT take, takeover pay-per-view, but what I will do is the The person with the most votes here, and I'm, uh, and I'm sitting here just seriously pondering this and thinking about this. The winner, the one with the most votes, most predictions correct, we'll say, for the NXT pay-per-view on Sunday, will go. Will get to decide what title belt to go for. Of course, you know the the list of champ, the list of champions. Is on the um, page WCWS Universe, so everyone will have an opportunity to go on there and look and see. Um, if, like I said, now, um, if 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 one if of course any 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 of our female members decide to take part in this, then they will have a choice to go after either a. Um, a men's or a women's title. And 
they will also, and of course, um, whoever wins will have a choice of actually doing that match on, on our show or doing it in the form of a poll match on the pay-per-view prediction center page. We'll do it that way. And I'll lay out, I'll lay out the ground rules again on this. Of course, when we get closer to doing predictions, which I think we'll start that out on Thursday night, of course, on NWO Wolfpack. So we'll definitely keep you apprised here, ladies and gentlemen, as to, as to how long we, as to, of course, um, as to what we will be doing here, of course, but I will start posting matches between tonight and tomorrow. Uh, JD, are you back with us? JD. Of course, singing it like I'm a like I'm a country music store. J A D. Okay, I know I, I, I'm not a good singer. Okay, he still has not yet returned. I think he's. Uh, I think he probably had to go to the bathroom to take care of something. I don't know, but we don't want to know that. Uh, well, Justin, hopefully, like I said, here we'll get him back on here in just a minute and uh, and find out if uh, and find out if, of course, like I said, he was wishes to take part in a. Uh, Uh, take part in, of course, a uh, um, in a uh, in, in in doing a and uh, and and just having just having some fun wrestling trivia here. Um, JD, are you back with us? Okay, ladies and gentlemen, my apologies for continuing to ask you if we can continue to try to find out where JD is. I'm um, here. Okay. I'm just, I'm well, I was going to ask. Very busy. Like, guys, I've just okay, well, my, uh, tonight. Okay. Well, well, to kind of help you, uh, to kind of help you get your mind off of some things here. There's two things I got to ask you. Number one, concerning the NXT pay per view this Sunday, to your knowledge, are you are they are, do you think they will add any other matches before Sunday? Oh, I think they will. They'll add maybe one or two more. I'm not sure which ones, but they will probably add one or two more. They've got four already, but they will definitely probably add two more. I would think. Okay, and the second of which, if like I said, to kind of help you get your mind off things for the next few minutes, Justin says he's in for it. How about we have, like I said, just just to break the ice a little bit, just uh, just some just for and this is just for the fun of it, some a little bit of wrestling trivia, no match, All just right. to just for, fun. Just, just for fun to get your mind to get your mind off of things. Uh, sure. um, and I'm sure Fonzie probably had to leave because he was he was picturing the Dallas Cowboys cheerleaders not wearing any clothes. <clears throat> anyway, um, that's what he was talking about earlier when y'all heard him talking. He said he was watching something about the Dallas Cowboys cheerleaders. Uh, yeah, he was. Of course, we all, he was. 
Okay. Uh, uh, okay. Uh, well, JD, you better hope and pray to God he doesn't do it before you. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I'm sorry. I, I'm joking. I'm joking. Okay. I'm joking. Okay. Uh, he got a score. He got a score. He got a score, JD. He got a score. Okay, there. Yeah. Okay, let's see here. Uh, um. Okay, and now these are there's twenty questions. Of course, JB, uh, you'll get ten, and Jeff, you'll get ten. So, uh, um, which one of you wishes to start? I'll leave that up to you. I'll let time. just I'll let Justin start first because I'm working. Okay, Justin, you, Justin, you're going to uh, start this off. Okay, so I don't know how far back okay. this particular page is. I think this was done back, I think, sometime, or it was done earlier this year. So it is recent. So I will go ahead and tell you that. But this is just general wrestling trivia, Justin. This is not about one particular topic. It's just general wrestling trivia. Okay, uh, Justin, your first question. What was The Rock's? Signature catchphrase. If you smell. Okay. Uh, is that your final answer? Final answer. Okay. I'll accept that. The full thing is, can you smell what the rock is cooking? But, but that's okay. JD, okay. here is your question. JD, who asked Nikki Bella to marry him at WrestleMania 33? Who was John Cena? That's my final answer. And you're correct. And of course, we've also accepted Jerry Drawn. <laughs> yeah. I wish. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, you, no, you want Becky Lynch. Oh, by the way, just I'll let you know there, JD. At Walmart, I actually saw a Becky Lynch action figure. Very nice. Hmm. It's very nice indeed. All right, Justin, here is your question. What nationality is Kevin Owens? French Canadian. I'll take it, but this is Canadian, but we'll, that's, he, you said Canadian, so we'll take that, okay? Uh -huh. J.D., your question is, uh, uh -huh -huh. okay. All right, J.D., here is your question. <laughs> By the way, did you know what, uh, here's a question for you guys, maybe you didn't know the answer, to, maybe you don't know the answer to. What is a French's favorite uh, catchphrase? Eat the mustard? I don't know. I surrender. <laughs> oh, that's bad. Oh, my God. <laughs> no, I should have asked, where's the mustard? <laughs> okay. Anyway, J.D., here's your question. Who is the current NXT United Kingdom champion? 
Who is United Kingdom? The NXT UK. Yeah, I know it, and I know it too. And I, th- I think I'm, I'm pretty sure I know the answer to this one. Who is Pete Dunn? Walter. Ah, Walter. I should have known that. Yeah. No, then they haven't okay. had Ethereum in a while. Yeah, I should have known that one. Darn it. Okay. Uh, Justin, here is your question. Whose entrance music includes the following lyrics? They broke the mold when they made me. Can you give me a hint? Yeah. uh, uh, I'm here to show the world. Oh, uh, Dolph Ziggler, show off. You are correct. That is that's correct. JD, your your question is, who has won the most Royal Rumble matches? Don't hold Steve Austin with three. That's my final answer. You're correct. It doesn't say how many, but you are correct. It is Steve Austin. Uh, Justin, your question is. Which former WWE superstar launched their own Netflix show in April of this year? Big Show. You are correct. It was Big Show. Uh, JD, your question is, who was the first person to become WWE Universal Champion? Who is Finn Balor? And that is my final answer. Absolutely. It's too bad that he never got a chance to defend it. If he ever goes back on the main roster, which I think a lot of people very much doubt, he needs to have another run at that title. My yep. personal opinion. But he, he never got a chance to really do it. So, but if he ever goes back, which it might be a long time before that ever happens, but let's wait and see. Justin, your question, your question is, which former wrestler is the father of Bo Dallas and Bray Wyatt? It was, it's Mike Rotunda, who we know as WWE legend, Aaron R. Scheister, IRS. And you are correct, IRS. Too. Yes, I definitely said that. If and the Hall of Fame this year wasn't... Yeah, I'll tell you the truth. That if they if they didn't move the 2020 class to 2021, IRS would have been my first choice for 2021. Yeah, my first Yes, indeed. But of course, I'm sure that they'll probably consider him sometime down the road because he needs to be. Because yep. did you hear? I'll speak out of movie. Did you hear that Rick Steiner's son is in W? Is going to mm-hmm. be is, is yeah, wrestling? I yeah, I heard the same thing. Yeah, Justin, you mentioned it. I thought, didn't you? Something like that? Yeah, I did. Yeah, I read a story about that. Yeah, I heard it. I found out. I read a story about it last week. Um, I forgot what his name was. Rex, I think he's going by his real name, Rex Steiner. Just like his dad yeah. and Scott. So, yeah. I can't think of his first name, though. But, yeah, Rick Steiner's son. Yeah, my goodness. 
I hope he makes it in WWE. I'm just hoping they don't toy around his career like they did with his dad and his uncle. So that's just my opinion. All right, JD, here is your question. Who said the yeah, following? The Stein, yeah, w yeah, that's why they, that's why ahead, the man. Steiner that Steiner Rick and Scott. Rick, that's why they went back to WCW, the Steiner brothers, Rick and Scott. And left yeah, at, least, at least they had at least they had a good run with the tag belts for a short time. But but that thing they did in 03 was Scott trying to get the world title. They really screwed the head the heck out, screwed him out of that, in my personal opinion. Mm -hmm. Because they never gave Scott Steiner a fair a fair shot at that title. This is just me personally, but that's just me. All right, JD, here's your question. Who said the following? Woodstock was the rock and roll. What WrestleMania is to wrestling. Who is Jesse the Body Ventura in WrestleMania 1? I know that quote all too well. You got Yes, indeed. That's correct. Justin, your question. The women's championship match at WrestleMania 1 featured which 1980s icon? Um, was it Cindy Lauper? <laughs> yes, 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 Justin. I was going to say, say this. Justin just wants to have fun. Yes, indeed, it was Cindy Lauper. I also that's, 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 that's a New York accent. Oh, yeah. that she does. I don't, I don't see why they don't Lauper. put Cindy. Yeah, I don't see why they don't put they haven't put Cindy Lauper in the celebrity wing of the hall. She needs to be in yeah. that. Her, her, and yes. uh, and you know Wendy would put her in a harpy. Yeah, I mean Wendy's in there. What why about why didn't they what put? About, what about David Arquette? Should he be in a celebrity home? Home, celebrity window? Heck, heck, no, heck, no, 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 I don't heck, think no. no. That was, that was, that was the, that was the most heinous thing that ever happened. Just because of it, they were trying to sell a movie. That's JD. Am I right about this? They were trying yeah, to sell a movie. Yeah. That's how they did that thing. That yeah. I mean, if it, it wasn't for yeah. that, I mean, he was a fan too, but it just it didn't seem right, you know? Yes, I agree. All right, J.D., here's your question. The party foul, F-O-U-L, is the signature move of what wrestler? Oh, I know this. Um... You know what? I'm going to take a guess. I'm going to say Shayna Baszler. Adam Rose. Adam Rose. Adam Rose. I should have done that yes. And you know what my hit would have been? It would have been this. Dun, 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 dun. That song was pretty cool. I mean, I actually like that song. I like what they did with Adam Rose. Don't be a lemon, be a rose bod. Yeah. I remember reading somewhere that the person that had all the people, they had all those people dressed up in different things, probably the rose parts. Didn't they say Tessa Blanchard was one of them? I think they did. 
But what? But what? Um, yeah, but wasn't Tessa Blanchard one of the Rosebuds? Did I hear that right one time? I think, if I remember correctly, yes, she was actually. Believe it. And when are we going to see her back in the wrestling? I mean, we know she's an impact and everything, but seriously, I mean, come on. You think they've had something for her by now? Where? Well, the question is, where she? Where would she go? AEW. Although they were talking about WWE at one point too. But they were saying, but now, now I agree with you, JD, because of one thing. There's one name that can get her in that door, and that's her father. Her father's there. That's her. Her father could probably get her in there. And I think they need a little bit of a jump start in their women's division, anyway, don't they? In AEW. I think. I don't know. I said I think AEW's women's division needs to be hyped up a little bit, don't it? Yeah, they're working on it. They're slowly but surely, they are working on it, yes. Okay, all right. Let's see here. Uh, Justin, your question. J- Justin, at which WrestleMania did Hulk Hogan famously fight Andre the Giant? WrestleMania 3. Ooh, that's good. And you're right. That's that's what it was. Uh, JD, what is the name of John Cena's rap album, which was released in 2005? The Doctor of Thugonomics? Close. You can't see me. No, I can't see you. That was. That's right. You can't. I can't see you right now because I'm talking to you on. <laughs> no, that was the name of it. You can't see me. Uh, Justin, your question is, which 1980s TV star was featured in the main event of the first WrestleMania? Being a WrestleMania, Mr. T. You got it. It was Mr. T. Now see, now that's and that 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 was appropriate for them putting put him in the celebrity wing and all that stuff. But as I said before, one, one I still think one of them also need, needs needs to be Cindy Lauper. But Cindy Lauper was right in the midst of all that during when WrestleMania got started. I don't even know why she's she's not even in it. Pretty much everybody involved right before and around WrestleMania one started is in there. She's one of them that's not. This is my opinion. Uh, JD, your your question is, what are the names? Speaking of WrestleMania, I did uh, mention this. I did mention this actually yesterday. They said that they're tearing down the Sky Dome. Come on, in Toronto. Uh huh. Yep. Are you kidding? You're kidding. No, I'm serious. I even told Justin that yesterday. Justin even heard me say it yesterday on Raw Radio. Yeah, they're they're going to tear down the Rogers Center. There's been discussion about yeah, it. I heard. I, yeah, I heard. I heard that too. Was there a reason why they decided to do that? I guess they want to build a new arena or something. I don't know. Or a new stadium. I don't know. That's been up. Was WrestleMania 6 one of the first events that took place in that? Yeah. Team? I was there when I was 12 or 13. I went up there and saw when it first opened. I remember when I went up there in uh, elementary school. And the thing was, however, they just torn out. They were ready to tear down an exhibitions team, which is, I don't think around much longer around there anymore. 
And I think the, like I said, it was there. It came up right after that. Then. So anyway, it's been up so about for after 30 years, they're going to they're going they're going to tear it down. Yeah. I'll see why they don't make a museum out of it or something. Okay. Making it like a Hall of Fame thing for like a lot of people that were from that area, maybe. I, 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 and the WWE can contribute some stuff having to do with WrestleMania Six in there. I don't see any reason why they couldn't do that. That's just my opinion. But again, like I said, that's like all wrestling fans. They don't care about what wrestling fans have to say. But you know. We'll just have to wait and see about that. Anyway, JD, here's your question: What are the names of Rey Mysterio's finishers? West Coast Pop. Uh, how many do you need? One, just one name, or? Uh, well, actually, I need, I need two of them. Okay, West Coast Pop is one, and drop the dime. Okay, you got West Coast Pop. The other one I was looking for was the 619. Oh, okay. I didn't know when 619 dropped the time. Okay. okay. Justin, here is your question. Think about this one very, very carefully. Who has held the Intercontinental title the most times? Uh. Um, that's a good guess the answer is Chris Jericho oh uh, uh, now JD I don't know how current this is or not but but let me, let me just test this and, and let's just see what you say here. What is the theme song for what is the theme song of WWE Raw? Uh Burn to the Ground Tonight, I don't know. Legendary by the band Skillet. Oh yeah, okay, the new one, probably that's what it is. I think I think this, like I said, this 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 quiz came out earlier this year, so I guess they're trying to keep it as no, 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 no. Hold on, hold on. Well, that's what the answer they have here is. is. Oh yeah, they changed it again. Yeah. Oh okay, all right, all right, Justin. Your last question is: Who was the first person to pin Mister Perfect in the WWE? It was the Texas Tornado, Kerry Von Erich. The answer is Hulk Hogan. Oh. That's what I have here now. I mean, this is, I don't know who came up with this, but they saying Hulk Hogan more. JD, maybe you might, can probably shed some light on this. Yes. Was Hulk Hogan the fir first ever person to pin Mr. Perfect in the WWE? Yes, from what I had heard, yes. Okay, all right, there you go, okay. And JD, your last question is, who has the most championships 
in WWE only. You know what? I want to see Bruno San Martino on that one. Good answer. The answer, John Cena. But it's only in WWE. So. Now, it didn't say world championships. I think it just said championships, period. So. But he did hold other belts. I think what was was the only one John Cena that never held was the IC title. Is that still true? I think so. If I remember correctly, yes. Because he's held the U.S. title, he's held tag gold, and of course he's been a he's tied with he's still tied with Flair as a sixteen time champion. Yeah, like yes. But he never held the IC title. So he's doing so. That's that, that's kind of a copy kind of Ric Flair too, because Ric Flair didn't win the IC title until two thousand until about three years before he retired. So, remember, Unforgiven two thousand five that match he had with Carlito. So y'all did pretty good in this here. So a little bit to kind of break the ice here a little bit. Uh. Let's see here. Um, hope y'all did take an opportunity to listen to, of course, Shaq earlier tonight on WWS Wrestling Revisited. As apparently I did not realize this, but the show was actually um, apparently I think he adjusted the schedule on it. If I'm not mistaken, I had set for seven o'clock. He didn't start until quarter to eight. So, we're either one of y'all on that. A big title. You know, we got a big title match up tomorrow night, though. Omega and Moxley. Yeah, and they're they're trying, and, and of course, in a media call that they did that uh, was done with uh, Tony Khan, they're saying they're trying to build this up, kind of, even though it's supposed to be just an episode of Dynamite. They were trying to build this up, kind of like a pay per view sort of uh, atmosphere, possible. Oh, you'll never guess who, unless this one sports Kadia, you'll never guess who they have on right now. Who? I'll give you a hint. Hold on a second. Oh my God! Oh no! No! no. Oh my God. You had got to be freaking Joe. Jacques Rougeau, you kidding me? I'm not gonna say his character's name because that's who you to play that. Are you telling me Jacques Rougeau is on there right now? Yep, sir. How's he looking in age, JD? Has he aged pretty good? He looks. I mean, he's he looks a lot different. I mean, his he. I think he had his head shaved. I mean, he looks a lot different. I mean, I think he's pushing um, sixty. I mean, let me let me check right now how old he is because I know that's one person who should go in the Hall of Fame. Him and his brother. Oh, what about his brother? Yeah, Jacques turned 60 this year. Raymond's Has his 65. brother had a birthday yet? Oh, Raymond's older. Raymond's older than Jacques. I didn't know that. Yeah, yeah. Oh, I, I remember, I remember. Jacques, Jacques just retired two years ago. I did not know that uh, 
I did not know this here. Right. That uh, the the French commentary team for the 97 Royal Rumble was Raymond and his dad, Jacques Sr. Yes. I remember that. Yes, sir. Yeah, and uh, Raymond has been around since May of 2017. In his personal life, how it says here, I'm reading this right now. This is uh, some historical facts not many people know about Raymond. He now owns income management properties and been active in city council politics in Quebec since 2002. He, of course, was elected for the first time to the municipal election and is re-elected in 05, 09, 13, opposed by two candidates. He occasionally promotes wrestling shows along with Jacques. He has a son who was born in 1990, and in September of 2011, he was credited with saving the life of a 77-year-old hunting friend who was lost in the woods near Lac Saint-Jean, Quebec. For two days, Rougeau flew his own plane for the rescue mission after a police search did not lead to the man being found. Wow, okay. Well, and, this, and now this was Jacques doing this or Raymond? Raymond. Oh, Raymond, okay. Jacques, now, was... Hand, however, Jacques, however, I'm looking at his stuff, however, uh, he's divorced, he has three sons, and is the nephew of a former NHL player, Dennis Gauthier, G-A-U-T-H-I-E-R, who played for the Calgary Flames from 96 to 2009. Huh. Wow. Now, um, now let me, let, let, let me, let, let me ask this, um. Because I, I know, like I said, how how popular the, the Rougeaus became. <clears throat> and, of course, he tried to, to continue that in the 90s with uh, doing that with, what was that, the Quebecers, I think, was a team that he was with a part Pierre of. Olette, point. Pierre Olette, and he was also at, uh, don't forget, in 2000 at the New Blood Rising show for uh, Bret Hart, if you remember, as the guest referee in the Canadian Rules match. Now, yeah, that's right. Let me ask this. In your personal opinion, and and this now just popped in my head, do you think they were the inspiration for them in creating La Resistance back in the mid-2000s? Yes. Oh, yeah, definitely, definitely, no doubt. I mean, the, 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 like I said, the, the uh, Quebecers, of course, Jacques and Pierre, were chance for 119 days, however, and then 71 days. But, uh, like I said, the Rougeaus, of course, however, have had their own, uh, like I said, unique run, shall we say. Yeah, indeed. indeed. I mean, were they better as baby as, as as faces or heels in your opinion? I think they were terrific as heels. They were really good as heels, actually. However, oh, believe it or not, they were very good as heels. Okay. All right. Okay. Uh, well, gentlemen, let me let me ask this here. Uh, um, is there anything that you, JD, or you, Justin, would like to add before we close up shop for the night? I'll let Justin go first. Okay. Yeah, I got some um, birthdays today in history. Okay, let's listen to some um, of that here. JD, I'm sure I can listen to this, definitely. Go ahead, Justin. Uh, today would have been the 80th birthday of funny actor and um, African-American funny man in um, Actor uh, Richard Pryor. Yes. Yes. Um. Today would have been the who's born. He was born in 1931. He was a Canadian wrestler. His real name is William 
it's like a he was he was he was a Canadian wrestler trained by Stu Hart in Calgary, Calgary, Alberta. He wrestled in NWA territories. Um, his name was Klondike Bill. Got in. Um, he was born in 1931. He would have been uh 90. Night. Um. 80, uh, 80, 89 today. And um, okay. today would have been in um, 30, 30 Evans on Superstars and 30 years ago the Fabulous Freebirds defeated Brad Armstrong and Iron Allen Iron Eagle on WCW NWA WCW Saturday night. Rest in peace, Brad Armstrong. Yes. And yes. today is today is a happy birthday to Dave Sullivan from WCW. Remember, remember, I remember he he did he, he was born in, he was a he was a Hulk Hulk. He had a theme song called "I Want to Be a Hulk Maniac" in WCW. He would be he would be he was born nineteen fifty seven. He would have been he, I mean he was born nineteen fifty seven and today he's sixty 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 four. Yeah, he's born. How old he been? He's born nineteen fifty seven. Was he sixty something? Sixty. Yeah. Yeah, sixty-three. I think sixty-three. I think. Yeah. Yeah, sixty-three. And thirty and thirty years ago today, twenty years ago today, um, Disney Channel aired an original movie called The Ultimate Christmas Present. And um, that's it. Okay. Thank you, Justin. Also, I should point out, 30 years ago today, uh, uh, <clears throat> when JD turned 30, uh, uh, he finally grew a set. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> 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 yeah, okay. Yeah. <laughs> no, we're kidding, JD. We're kidding. JD, please go ahead. Anything you'd like to share, go ahead. No, happy 81st birthday goes out to, of course, today. I believe he's 81 today. Lee Trevino, golfing great, who, of course, was in uh, Happy Gilmore. Today, yes, indeed, turns 81, of course. Uh, he has won, he has six children. He, of course, has won 92 times on the professional tour and has turned pro in 60, 29 on the PGA Tour, five on the European Tour, one on the Sunshine in Japan Golf Tour, PGA Tour of Australia once, 29 tour championships. He tied for 10th at the Masters in 75 and 85, and, of course, won the PGA Championship in the U.S. Open in 74, 84, and 60 and 71, respectively. He also won the Open Championship in 71, 72. A member of the World Golf Hall of Fame in 1981, he was PGA Player of the Year in 71, won the Varden Trophy in 70, 71, 72, 74, and 80, Byron Nelson Award winner in 80, PGA Tour Lending Money winner in 1970, three times won on the Champions Tour of the Jack Nicholas Trophy in 1992-94, the Arnold Palmer Award in Rookie of the Year in 1990 on the Champions Tour, three times on the Champions Tour won the Byron Nelson Award in 1991-92, Sports Illustrated Sportsman of the Year in the AP Male Athlete of the Year, born in Garland, Texas, known as the Mary Maxer Superman. Today, Lee Trevino turns 81. Happy birthday to him. Also, happy birthday to baseball superstar Larry the Hat Walker, who today turns 53. 
played 16 years in the bigs with the Colorado Rockies, St. Louis Cardinals, and Expos, finishing with a 313 batting average. Born in Maple Ridge, British Columbia, Canada. This lefty, of course, also through righty. He is a five-time All-Star, higher 92, 97, 99 in 2001, NL MVP in 97, home run leader 97, 98, 99 in 2001, three-time Major League Batting Champion, Silver Slug Award winner 92, 97, 99, seven times won the Gold Glove, 92, 93, 97 through 99, 2001 and 2 was nominated on 10th ballot of 76.5% tower this year in the Baseball Hall of Fame. So happy birthday to him. Tomorrow we will celebrate the birthday of Aaron Rodgers and Monica Salas. It's great. Uh, Thursday we'll be celebrating the birthday of Bobby Allison and Rick Mears. And on Friday we'll be celebrating the birthday of baseball reliever Lee Smith. While next this weekend we'll be celebrating the birthday of Oakland uh, Raiders quarterback Jim Plunkett and Washington Redskins superstar Art Monk. Sunday, we'll be celebrating the birthday of former Cleveland Gray Tower autogram. And next Monday, we'll be celebrating the birthday of Johnny Bench and Larry Bird, ladies and gentlemen. And, of course, it is two weeks until I turn 44, just to let you all know as well. Okay. Oh, and you know, it, oh that's and, right. And next Tuesday is the 40th anniversary of the death of John Lennon. That's right. Yes, we're going to have to do something for him oh. next week. You're right. That is right. I forgot all about uh, that, Justin. You are correct on that. Yes. You are correct, sir. Yes. You are correct, sir. Yes. Okay. Uh, Good okay. Thank you. Lord, I'm, that's, one, that's, that's another personality I missed right there. All, too well. all the good ones are gone, in my personal opinion. Uh, but uh, on that note here, thank you very much, gentlemen. On that note here, I want to thank you all very much for joining us for episode number 918 of Revolution. I definitely want to thank, of course, the Iceman, Jared DiGirolamo, as well as the Soul Man, Justin Lewis Fleming. Also, the Human Suplex Machine, John Gross, and the Heartbreak Kid, Ponzi, for joining us here tonight here as well. Uh, remember, of course, coming up here tomorrow night uh, at 6.30, 141-387-pound, WWS Outside the Ropes. And also, of course, at 9 o'clock, 138055-pound, episode 919 of Revolution. Of course, be sure to check out all of our pages here, ladies and gentlemen, on Facebook, including, of course, Entertainment Cavalcade, Sports Roundup, uh, Game Show Alley. Of course, we're continuing to add a whole lot more game show moments on there as well, so check that out. Also, Motor Week Retro Review, Cards of the Past, as well as Power Rangers Protecting the Power. Also, <clears throat> also, of course, ladies and gentlemen, WWS location of animation for all your classic cartoons. And also, like we said, WWS movie channel. Of course, we've, we've added the movie, the Clint Eastwood movie, Hang Him High, as well as, of course, a, um, a, a mini marathon, of course, of, of some great James Bond movies from, of course, uh, George Lazenby's on Her Majesty's Secret Service to a lot of favorites, of course, by... Uh, the late Sean Connery, the late Roger Moore, as well as, of course, uh, Timothy Dalton, as well as Pierce Brosnan. Be sure to check all that out here, of course, <clears throat> here today. Also, check out the video vault. with a lot of great classic wrestling footage, uh, matches, and promos. Also, check out Women of WWUS for our female wrestling fans. There's a lot of great ladies' matches on, on there as well. And also, of course, check out our tribute groups, of course, including OBWS, as well as, of course, uh, NWA US, AEWS, WCCWS, uh, Impact US. I will go ahead and mention that we have posted a lot of great Impact stuff 
on both Impact US pages. So if you're not a member of either one of those pages, check those out here today. You And these are the full-blown uh, pay-per-views and or shows, uh, episodes of Impact. So check them out on both on either one of those pages here, of course, here today. Uh, check out everything we got going on there on Facebook, as well as check out all of our great shows of course, on talk show, our past episodes, be sure to go back and listen to us, any of them that you wish, and give your thoughts and opinions about what you think about it. Uh, <clears throat> of course, Revolution 918 is a broadcast of the WCWS radio network right here, of course, on TalkShoe.com, where we are, of course, five years older and continuing to be bolder. The radio network continues to be and forever will forever remain your wrestling connection. Of course, uh, Justin is getting ready to probably fall out of his chair in a few minutes. Mm. <laughs> nah, this kid with you, Justin, did. Yeah, I'm going to put you on the spot there. But uh, like I said, check out everything we got going on here at WCWS. And we'll be back, like I said, tomorrow for uh, Outside the Rubs at 6.30 and also 9.19 to Revolution at 9 o'clock. So be sure to check all that out there. <clears throat> Since 2015, your source for everything in the world of pro wrestling pop culture, and everything in between. This is, of course, the WCW US Radio Network. And let's see if we can coach JD into playing something yes, to end do. the show tonight. We do. We have, Actually, a okay, very funny, we have a very funny clip here, so we hope you enjoy it, Tower. It's a little cartoon. So here you go. Check it, check it out and take care, folks.
Oh, I found it, Charlie. Here in the deep grass. I'll move it over. Hold it, Bessie. You can't do that. You gotta play it where it lies. Now, who made up that silly rule? Never mind who. Just play the ball. Oh, all right, Grouchy. There with egg on your face. I'll help you, Pop. You dumb nuts. You quit picking on Junior. Now don't be nervous, Bessie. Keep your head down and your eye on the ball. Be quiet, Charlie. Betsy, this is a par three hole. That means you try to make it in three strokes. But, all right, just don't say anything about it. Oh. It's in front of you, Charlie. We call that a practice swing. What the... You'll have to play another ball. Well, you didn't think I was going to play this one, did you? Go ahead and take another turn, Charlie. Oh, boy. Landed in the sand trap, Pop. Shut up! me two bucks and I'm gonna play it. Junior, stand clear and keep your eye on the ball. Why didn't you pull the flag out? Charlie, I'm tired walking all day. Why don't we rent a golf cart? Oh, all right, Bessie. Hey, great. Can I drive, Pop? No, I will drive it myself. Here we go. Oh, no. Charlie, stop it. I, I, I can't stop it. Take care and God bless, folks. This is, this is the WWS Radio Network.